Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here, and we have a special presentation for you here tonight about the season four premiere of Sequester, the online reality show, which just kicked off season number four. If you want to check this out, all you have to do is go to YouTube and check out sequesteraccess.com. That'll take you to the YouTube page, and you can go ahead and watch the full first episode of Sequester Season 4. Taryn Armstrong is going to be recapping the season all season long on Monday nights here on RobHasAWebsite.com. We are dropping this recap with me as a guest here in the main podcast feed, but you can subscribe to the Reality TV Rehap Ups or the Big Brother podcast feed to hear Taryn's Sequester recaps every single week. Before we kick off the show, let me take a moment and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at rockauto.com. You know, chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's price is the same for everybody. That is reliably low. Rockauto.com, they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourself first. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Rob is a podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us box and they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. This is our Sequester Recap Podcast. We are going to be talking about Season 4 of Sequester, and I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong. With me today on this uh, wondrous occasion, I have Rob Sesternino himself with me to talk about the first episode of Sequester. How are you doing, Rob? Yes, Taryn! Taryn, what's your favorite sandwich? Um, I'm fond of uh, turkey, roast beef, turkey and roast beef or turkey or roast beef or, or yeah, those are top two. Yeah. What those would be, sandwiches. what would be number three? Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if, uh, Jay West had it. Um, probably, uh, number three sandwich, uh, ham, <laughs> ham. Yeah. What uh so so Jay West was the big three? Can you fit yeah. can you fit a pie into a sandwich? Because I'm pretty sure he was talking a lot about humble pie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. All right, 
Wow. Sequester with Brent. With Brent. What are we doing here? What a world. What a world. All right. So for those of you who uh, are very confused uh, about what this is, Sequester is a an online game. It is posted episodes on YouTube created by Audrey from Big Brother 17. Uh, she has created a, a very fun uh, version of this social strategy game type thing that we all uh, know and love. And uh, 13 people a few months ago went out to mm-hmm. some mansion in some weird state. Uh, and <laughs> I believe it's Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, 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 you know, very uh, topical. I mean, I feel like I got it right the, the first news. time. Yeah. Um, and uh, they they voted each other out a bunch and then somebody mm-hmm. won. Uh, and we are going to watch the story of that play out week to week. Uh, and one of the people that went to go play was, in fact, Brent Walgamont, a uh, coverer of Big Brother. Um, yes. Mr. Don't you Twitter, know who he is, people? <laughs> Mr. Twitter Fingers himself. Yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, very excited to see uh, see what happens there. Yes, the the winner of the game gets twenty five hundred dollars. Uh, not an insignificant amount of money, you know. Um, so it's real stakes, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. The game, if you haven't watched the episode yet, you're just like, what is this podcast? It's a very fun game. Highly recommend it. Uh, go find Sequester on YouTube. Uh, the first episode is up. It was a lot of fun. Um, Rob, do you do you concur? Was this good? It was it was very fun. And Taryn is, you know, a hardcore sequester person. I am more of a filthy sequester casual. I'm trying to hang on for my dear life. But between the two of us today, I think that you will get the perspective of the person who is intimately familiar with every detail of sequester and the person who is trying to say, what was that person's name again? Exactly. Yeah. I I think if you've tried Sequester in the past and you were like, this is a little confusing, this seems a little uh, like uh, potentially low budget. um, I think the production value has gone up. And this episode to me was, you know, we had you on, Rob, for the first episode of season three. For me, this episode was a lot easier to follow in terms of getting to know the players and understanding what was happening as the episode went. Yeah, I thought they did a really good job here at the first episode of uh, Sequester season four. I thought that they ended it. I mean, uh, we'll try to keep it spoiler free for another, uh, you know, uh, two minutes or so in case anybody is here that is just curious and wants to go back and watch the episode. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty breezy, about an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, but you can uh, I think it went by pretty quick. It ends with an elimination, unlike the first episode from last season, which sort of ended on like a little bit of a cliffhanger. So I think that they uh, nailed the format. It looks really good. If somebody, uh, you know, uh, if you watch this and uh, didn't know, you would think that this was a show that was on television or uh, some uh, streaming service. So uh, that looks really good. I think Taryn was is the cast size smaller than last year. Yes. So the the cast is smaller. There are thirteen players. Versus 20 players last like season. That. Yes. Definitely like yes. that. Um, and also, uh, you know, and a couple of familiar faces uh, in uh, Brent and, of course, uh, in Shireen Ascui, uh, two-time uh, Survivor player. And then if you are, of course, uh, familiar enough with the sequester world, 
lots of familiar faces from the uh, sequester minis, which went on for a majority of uh, the period between when we shut down till now. Yes. And uh, for those of you that follow live feed updates, uh, Jacob on the cast was uh, was an updater over the course of the season of Big Brother 22. So you might recognize him as well. Um, Lots lots of fun here. Yep. And so it's a, uh, you know, interesting idea for a show. I think that probably that the closest thing that you would compare it to that you might be familiar with that I think it's probably uh, closest to the genius. Is that is that fair to say? I think so. I've I've been seeing some people say that, that like this is kind of reminding them of the genius and reminding them of sort of like the excitement that they had over starting to watch that show. Yeah. So I think that that's a pretty good comparison. Uh, One of the things I will say, though, Taryn, I do not like the masks. I know that they are big on the Friday the 13th. Mike Myers uh, people, the uh, shout out Michael Myers uh, people. What do they what do they call them? Junior and and Fembot. Yeah, the other Mike Myers. Um, I am out on the mask people. My least favorite thing about sequester out on them. Creepy. That's too too weird. I don't like it. What what, what should they do instead of the masks? Because they they, I believe these are new, like new people every season. So uh, for consistency, they've got the same face. But if they don't have a mask, then you're just Mm -hmm. watching regular people. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I don't care who, who they got, but it's just, it's very, it's very creepy. They don't talk. There's two of them. They're like some waiters at like a haunted uh, hotel. The whole thing. I am out very, my least favorite thing about sequester. Should they build robots instead? Yeah, I think the robot that comes in, I think it'd be like a little bit more friendly. It would have like a little bit of personality. That's, you know, my only thing with sequester, I think, I think sometimes they take it a little too seriously. Like it's it like sequester. You're you're good. You don't have to always be so serious all the time. It's very spooky. Very spooky. It's too spooky. Yeah, yeah. It's not Halloween. It's not like a haunted house. So I don't know why the guy, why the guy and the lady need to be so spooky. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. We're going to talk about the spooky episode of uh, episode one of season four. Uh, again, you don't know, you don't need to have watched any of the previous seasons um, to dive in here. If you have watched the episode, then, you know, uh, this was very fun, Rob. Uh, I really liked, again, the smaller cast. We get we get to know each person here uh, like uh, one by one. We, we get groups of four yeah. coming into the game um, and in the first group. Is is Brent, and it's very. I don't know about you. It's very weird seeing Brent just like yeah, doing well, things. For one, you know, I'm really not used to seeing Brent's legs. You right. Know, I, I use. I'm used to just to seeing him from like you know, uh, like navel high mm-hmm. on uh, a monitor. So it, it's weird to see him like walking around and mobile. Yeah, it's um, I I think a lot of people are surprised at at how tall Brent is, um, which, you know, he's a big guy uh and uh, you know he he can be intimidating intense Um, intense intense, uh, is the word yeah i feel like that uh, that came across uh but just just to speak to your point real quick about um the introductions of everybody i feel like that the show did uh, like a pretty good job of like uh everybody here in this cast like i think i came away with just about everybody i feel like i know uh like uh kind of their story their personality so uh not easy to do in the premiere episode of a show 
there's a lot of like network shows that were like three, like who is this person? But they did a good job of uh, giving something to everybody. I, I completely agree. And, and I really, you know, between liking the cast so much and getting to feeling like I really got to know them, I, I feel like Natalie is the person that I, that I got to know the least over the episode. And even so I still have some kind of idea. I got like a one or two confessionals from Natalie that were like, Hey, this is my position in the game. I recognize it. I'm upset by it. And I'm like, okay, well at least I know what she's doing and what she's thinking. And so I still have a sense of Natalie. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I can go four episodes of survivor sometimes and be like, Oh, this person's on the cat on the cast. Yeah. And again, easier to do with 13 people than it yes. is uh, with a Survivor cast of 20. That's why it's a better, and it's better when there's minutes. a smaller cast. Of course. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so we get to know these uh, people in groups of four. We have Brent with Rachel, not, not being a big fan. Um, and uh, Muna calling him Mr. Twitter fingers. Yes. And so right away I'm like, yeah, this isn't great for Brent. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, I think that just oh, just to speak to uh, Brent overall in this game, like feels like a no win situation in terms of like <laughs> like it's gonna it's gonna be hard for I, I think Brent to come into this house. Like everybody wants to dunk on him, right? Isn't that would that be fair to say? I think so, mostly because he's spent the last like eight months dunking on probably all of these people. right, right, and that he's the he is the person who is like. What is with you people? Don't you know anything how to play this game? And then I, I swear, like, I guarantee you, before the end of this podcast, uh, both you and I will have text messages, direct messages. No, 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 no. Actually, what you didn't see on this was uh, there was a lot of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he's not that well on, uh, that when he's on on this side of the microphone you know there's not a lot of room for nuance for you people that are playing the game i'm sure there's going to be a lot of nuance here like no no actually uh, yeah you know i uh, you're thinking about it you know there's actually another side of this argument <laughs> um one <laughs> so uh so that was brent there's um, no stock watch for sequester so people were asking for some stock watch uh but i i i just feel like uh there's stock watch is hard to do when when you have to rely on an edit like mm -hmm. uh, if i had to rate rachel or natalie like people that we heard from the least yeah. uh, like i have no idea right Tara, can I ask you a question in terms of somebody who's watched all of the sequester? Is there a sequester edgic? Are there people that really are, are like uh, pick apart the edit and feel like that they know what's going to happen? I don't think there's sequester specific edgic, um, but you know, you can always kind of try to read into what you're seeing. Like in this episode, I kind of got the sense of who was probably going to be in danger, yeah. um, which I think is a, is generally a good thing. Like, uh, I still felt shocked by by a few moments, but like I don't want to like really think one thing's happening and then just like something else completely different happens. And I didn't even want that to happen. I'm like, wait, mm -hmm. what? Um, I, I think like a small path that you're led on is generally a good thing. You want to occasionally subvert it. Um, and I think that this episode did a pretty good job of uh, of that. In previous seasons of Sequester, I did not. I was not able to read the edit particularly well um mm -hmm. in season two i knew the winner ahead of time um as i was watching it and throughout i was like i don't 
think I would have guessed based on what I'm seeing in season three. I didn't know we were podcasting at the time. And I really I didn't know even until the end. Um, I kind of had an idea of who might do well, but I think Audrey has done a pretty good job of keeping things interesting while also not nearly being, uh, you know, very predictable. Um, So maybe, you know, over the course of a a bunch of sequester seasons, people will grow and learn to figure out the edge of sequester. But uh, (laughs) I don't think yeah, Yeah. I I don't think we've got it yet. Okay. Um, so in this group of four, this first group, we had Brent. We also have Rachel, who was not a big fan of Brent. She felt like mm-hmm. he was a close talker, um, very intimidating. Is Brent a close talker? I see people ask me that last night. and We don't really talk to him that much in person. I, I never got the sense that he was a close talker when, I, when I've you know, hung out with him in person. Um, I, but uh, I could yeah. see it, but I don't know. I mean, I think part of it might be that like because he's very tall, like sometimes he might feel like he needs to like lean in, mm-hmm. like lean down yeah. a little bit. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's an intense talker. Intense. Definitely intense, I think, yeah. for sure. Um, so Rachel, I didn't really get a lot from Rachel in this episode. Um, I think the most I got from her was later in the episode when she feels uh, maybe a little bit underappreciated. Uh, and maybe yeah. that will come into play a little bit later. But I didn't get a super great sense of her in general. She's one of the few that I felt like I still feel like I need to get to know her a little more. I agree. She's there in the beginning and then uh, like back at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a Rachel sandwich. <laughs> Somebody the that to the sandwich. No, she's the bread. She's the bread in some sandwich, in a sequester sandwich. Yes, she would be the bread. Okay. Um, somebody that we did hear from plenty was Muna, who, yes. in my opinion, was uh, was definitely one of the stars of the episode here. Uh, really fishy. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. You know, we've got other players that did very well as well. Um, I, we can't just be giving out fishies willy nilly. Yeah, um, well, I know somebody else that does. But uh, in terms of Muna, that you know, I did not know of her. You know, I'm not as uh, you know super aware of everybody that's in the sequester mini world. But I was a little skeptical, like halfway through, because I feel like that she was being talked about as like, okay, oh, she's this uh, you know great strategist, and I'd be like, okay, you're telling me, you're telling me. Uh, show me show me something and then the second and a half of the episode is like oh okay i get it yeah that's right okay. <laughs> very good yeah she's very very polished she's very good and not not only is she a great strategist but uh but also looks great in denim denim sure sure i look so bad in denim like it's <laughs> would be so like if, if people would just be laughing hilariously like if i was just wearing like a like a denim shirt Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, like Jacob, uh, like uh, people, it would just be like a meme. It would be so hilariously bad. I can't say that I've tried denim. Maybe when I was like six, I feel like there's a picture of me in denim somewhere, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would be my go-to. Right. Uh, maybe a denim jacket. Maybe I could do the jacket, but denim shirt. No, it's, it's a tough look to pull off, but uh... I barely can pull off denim pants. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jury is out. 
Not only does Tamuna look great in denim, but she's also very compelling uh, on the screen, Um, giving great confessionals, uh, fun to watch, uh, whether it's, you know, just regular bonding or uh, or strategizing, calling people out. Um, I mean, there's a reason she's so well respected in the community. A lot of people are looking forward to seeing her on the season. Um, I think she's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, very seasoned. It seemed like that she is like uh, really poised of like uh, did not seem nervous at any point uh, wheeling and dealing. So yeah, you wouldn't uh, catch Moon would... close talking. No, she's not going to do any close talking. Uh, really, uh, she shines uh, incredibly well in this episode. Yes. Um, and then uh, the last person in this group was Brendan, um, who uh, I said in my interview with him, reminded me of tyler yeah oh, I, I think that sequester is really trying to go for that also yeah. tyler, i know you pick up on this stuff like he kind of he had his own music cue of like hey i'm a wacky guy like uh I, I don't know how that's not like more transparent i mean he like not only that but like he's he's pulling his hair up when he needs to do something something strategic um he's like hey i wanted to like kind of play up the goofy side of me when really like i'm a strategist I'm like <laughs> yeah you're tyler <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just uh, as a note, like uh, this, the Big Brother 22 was going on during the filming of this. Yeah, so, correct. Um, you know, I, I think that that's probably, I'm surprised it, it was not, uh, I, I guess I don't know if they would mention it or not, but I got to think that's going through people's minds. Oh, oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I even, I feel like I heard some quotes from people that were like, uh, like, hey, this is, this is this is all stars like no no that's big brother that you're probably mm-hmm. frustrated with right now mm-hmm. yeah um it also it did not get by me that uh later in the episode brendan is going to be the one to put brent into yes. exile the tyler is going to get <laughs> yeah. his revenge and then brent like very very quickly like lashed out at him like i see how brent sees it he sees the Tyler comparison. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like no I'm not going to get beat by Tyler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. So those are the first four. Um, the second group, uh, I don't actually write these down. This is just off of memory. So I might not remember the exact uh, mm-hmm. makeup of the second group here. I believe we had Jacob. Yeah. In the second group. Yep. Um, and uh, we had Natalie. Yeah. Then we had. Let's see if you can get it. Uh, I know, I know Katie and Spencer were in the last group. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Marcelo. Um, I'm was not sure in- where Marcelo snuck in. I had a uh, Josh and Shireen as being Josh uh, and Shireen. You know what? I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's right. Natalie, Shireen, Jacob and Josh. Um, yes, right. Cause Jacob and Marcelo did not enter at the same time. Um, yeah. all right. So. This was interesting. Natalie, uh, I mentioned this a little bit before, but um, I didn't get a whole lot from Natalie in this episode. Um, we heard a couple of times that like, oh, she's on the outs. She might be looking for numbers. Um, and we heard from she's her. an accountant. <laughs> she's always looking for numbers. Rob. No, no good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. You know, yeah, it's what she does. She's uh, she really likes her job. That's what she told me. Yeah, it's like doing a puzzle. Exactly. Maybe, uh, you know, she probably would not have been the person to pick uh, in this battle match. Yeah, uh, I guess so. It's like doing a literal puzzle, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, So 
I like I said, we didn't we didn't hear a lot from her, but um, but I, what I like about Natalie in this episode is that, as I said, we did hear something from her, and I still feel like even though she seems like one of these lower key players so far, you can tell that she's still thinking about the game and that if she's given an opportunity, it seems like she is the kind of player that probably would jump on it and not just kind of sit there and do nothing. Yeah. She ultimately, you know, uh, when she is at the end of, uh, the game into the, what, what, what would you call that? The, uh, exile round. Yeah. Like the voting round with yeah. the exile. I people. mean, she was, she was right in there in those, uh, conversations, like, uh, trying to, ma- uh, make something happen, but also like not being in any danger of getting, uh, votes on her. So, uh, so far so good for Natalie. Yes. Um, we also had Shireen. Uh, yes. Rob, what was, are, are, were you surprised to hear Shireen did this? So I, I was surprised to hear that Shireen uh, ultimately did it. So she, so I, I was aware of, I think that she had done at least, uh, she did the survivor sequester mini. And then I think then she was a part of a couple of other uh, sequester minis. And then I was surprised that she had gone and done the uh, sequester in person. She loves the game. I mean, she is an incredible strategist. She is a, like a brilliant person like i think that that sort of uh gets forgotten in terms of like she's thought of i think more from her survivor experiences as having like these big emotional moments but she's just uh, a, a brilliant person and now recently she's gotten into poker which is you know all these like probabilities and mathematics and it's something she is i I wonder if anyone's made this comparison before, but I think that uh, she's like a Vanessa Rousseau. I don't think that we ever made that comparison in terms of her survivor game uh, because she didn't go the distance. And I'm trying to remember which happened first, but I think that that's a great comparison. If you're more of a big brother person who's not coming in with like the survivor backstory for Shireen. I can kind of see that. I just, I feel like Shireen has a big heart. Um, Mm -hmm. and not to say that Vanessa doesn't have a big heart, but I feel like that may be the key difference, um, between their game styles. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, how how she does here, uh, because, you know, Shireen, she, you know, uh, made, you know, uh, you know, uh, big relationships in her, uh, survivor games, uh, with people, uh, from worlds apart and, uh, you know, with Spencer also, she had a very close relationship, uh, with, with him. And she is here to play also, but also is going to, you know, uh, make friendships along the way. So I think that this was an interesting call to have her as part of this season. Uh, If she was up to do it, like it's uh, great to have her. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and I think that she's interestingly positioned as well here that um, I don't think she comes off as super threatening. Um, yeah. I think she because she just has this very like warm presence that uh, it seemed like she was kind of a go to person that people people just kept sitting next to her, her chair in her, the other chair and just like chatting with Shireen um, and bonding with Shireen. Yeah, I'm really surprised that she wasn't considered to be a target. Like, I kind of felt like that people were looking more at Brent, like, oh, we have to go, you know, get him out early because he's a target. Whereas Shireen, I feel like that being a two time survivor, I feel like was not really thought of, at least from what we heard on screen as any different than the other people that were on this season. 
Yeah. Uh, well, she doesn't have as much mini experience, Rob. I think that's a big thing. I think uh, genuinely a lot of these players, in fact, I think all of them have played in at least one sequester mini. Now, uh, sure. this was queued up at the start of the the episode that, um, you know, since the last season of live sequester, Audrey has been running these sequester mini games. Both of us have actually played in one of them. Um, and uh a lot of these players either know each other or have played with each other via these mini games that take place over the course of like five hours online. Um, and so a lot of that, that like prior relationship stuff is a part of the season. And we're, we see that a little bit um, when we see, you know, Jacob and Muna, Jacob and Marcelo, um, Spencer and Katie a little bit later. Uh, and the people who a, a, a Puya cameo. Puya, yes. yes. <laughs> when when Puya lost the jury vote to Jacob in the winners <laughs> at war a mini. Yes, yes. Oh, they should have brought Puya in just as a, as a twist. Yeah, yeah. Is episode two gonna have Puya uh waltz in with some friendship bracelets? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. Taryn, did you feel like that you were missing any of the backstory, or or I did you feel like that uh, the sequester mini backstory was necessary? Because I did feel like there was a little bit like I feel like I should know the relationship between <clears throat> these people, and I really don't. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely going to be. I think the biggest worry over the season is. These like we just watched a season where uh, there were some prior relationships and it was a very dry season um, and it gets very frustrating when you feel like you don't have all of the information that uh, that you need to understand the relationships that are happening um, that you're seeing. Um, now, I think it's a little bit harder for me to judge than for you, because I probably know not that I, you know, as as Spencer says in the episode, Brent is probably the person to to ask, like who knows who and who played with who. Um, mm-hmm. I am I am not super deep in the mini community, so I, I actually don't really know much about the relationships that these people have with each other. Um, yeah. I did kind of know some of them though, um, because I watched the mini that Puya played with Jacob and Muna. I knew that they were pretty close, so I knew about that relationship. I had no idea about Marcelo and Jacob. I had no idea about Katie and Spencer, um, and so. I I feel like I'm being told some things and that there are some things that I might be missing. Hopefully I'll, that'll be filled in a little bit later or maybe it won't matter too much. But uh, I do think that's probably one of the bigger worries that people might have uh, who are new to the show as well. That like, oh, these people know each other. I, that's I know I felt that way even in previous sequester seasons. And I was like, yeah, oh, how do these people know each other? What does this mean? Right. Uh, is the sequester mini canon? <laughs> canon in the sense of like uh like, it, like if i'm gonna watch sequester all the way through like are the sequester mini canon in terms of like things that actually happened in sequester i i, I think like uh if you're big on like book series um the sequester live seasons are like the full novels and the sequester minis are like little short stories uh, that uh, that like are in the same universe as the novel series, um, but are not necessary to read. Um, and they, they might inform you. They might like give you some like extra knowledge mm-hmm. so that they're canon, but they're okay. not they're like required sequester reading. Sequester game, Taryn. Is that, is that canon in this universe? Oh, of are course. you like a ca- you're a character in the sequester universe? I mean, everyone needs to watch my sequester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they uh, they talked about me in the uh, not not they about did. my opinion, yeah, you were but, in it. You yeah. were in the episode. I was in Brent's little in Brent's package. Yes. Um, People are like I listen. I've been listening to Taryn and Brent for many years. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. So you, you feel like you were missing a little bit of, uh, of context here. I think I got 90% of what was going on, but I think that there was a little bit of like, wait, uh, like who knows who, like, uh, that what's, what's going on here with it? Why do these two people not like each other? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. like the Spencer and Katie relationship is like, uh, he voted me out or we're enemies, but we're not enemies. We're friends. Like, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah. That was, that was the, the thing that was the most confusing. Cause at the start, it seemed like they were playing it up. Like, Oh, we don't trust each other. Cause we betrayed each other. Like, uh, but then it was, I mean, we're like best friends. We talk all the time. And I was like, why did <laughs> yeah, you we're on zoom calls? Like, every yeah, day. like, wait, why did we hear in a confessional that you might not trust each other? And then soon after, like, uh, that wasn't like the cleanest transition, I think overall, but, mm-hmm. um, yes. but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like for the purposes of this episode, I felt pretty solid in terms of, um, understanding who knows who and, and all that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that, uh, was Shireen. Then we also had Jacob in this group. And for me, Rob, Jacob was the star of this episode. Um, I mean, he was, he was funny in the confessionals. He, his position is great. Uh, it really like this, his overall gameplay in this first episode reminded me a lot of what we just saw from Cody in, uh, in big brother 22 uh-huh. in the first week of that season. Yes. Okay. All right. So JJ was doing a lot of good stuff. I mean, I feel like that uh, he seems very well connected from the sequester mini community. Again, this is sort of what I don't know. Like, oh, okay. Well, this he seems like he has a lot of friends. Seems like a lot of people like him. And I don't know necessarily. Is it because he's a charismatic guy, or is it because that you know he just knows everybody from playing in sequester games? I mean, you know. Lots of people play lots of games of sequester. Uh, not everyone has the the sort of reach. I think there's a reason why Jacob won the all winners game of sequester mini beating Puya in a jury vote. Um, at the time, I said I felt like Puya played a stronger game, but Jacob had the connections that really pulled through for him in the jury vote. Mm. Um, and we could see something similar uh, in this uh, season of of live sequester but so far he seems to not only have a bunch of great connections but also be potentially playing the best game um, i think him and muno were basically the co-stars of the episode but when we get the interaction between them which leads uh it, it leads to in my opinion the best moment of the episode entirely which is this whole build-up of jacob and muna they know each other. They're friends. It's so good to see each other. They go outside. They're like, oh, my God, I love you. Uh, I just I, Jacob pulls a Nicole Franzel and he's like, hey, I never actually thanked you for that time in that game when you did that thing for me. Um, and it, and it's like the, the music is swelling and Moon is like, I'm willing to take Jacob to the end like he's my guy. And I'm then, the only person crazy enough <laughs> to go to the end with Jacob Jones. Yes. And then uh we hear from Jacob and he's like, yeah, you know, I said and I asked Jacob specifically in the interview because I knew he would probably know some of these people. I was like, are you willing to stab people in the back to bring home this win? Because that's what I want to see from you. And he was like, 
I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, he was like, I'm down. Um, and he says in the, conf- in the confession, he's like, I said I was going to do it, but now I'm here and my friends are here. And it's like, uh, I don't know if I can betray them. And I'm like, ah, uh, oh, he's just too connected to Muna. He just likes her too much. He's like, yeah, I've got my my one person, my one ride or die that I'll never betray. And that's Marcel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like uh mic drop, like, oh, Muna. Oh, no. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. So you feel like that we're going to have uh, some sort of like uh, Cody, Enzo, Nicole action here at the final three uh, with uh, Jacob as the Cody, uh, Marcelo as the Enzo, and <laughs> yeah. Luna as the Nicole Franzel. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think oh we my could. God. If they make it Jacob that far, Jones. I can't believe it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, I mean, that's never do this to you. I think this is a great test of sequester, essentially. That's that, like, it, yo, <laughs> me and you, Jacob. <laughs> I'm a snake. You can't out snake the. Oh, you're Marcel. Well, that, uh, Taryn, but tell me if, uh, if I'm wrong in this. Sequester went way overboard with the snake sound effect. <laughs> there were one, one too many snake noises. <laughs> yeah, come on. We got it. It was like every time he spoke. Was he even that snaky in the episode? It doesn't seem like it. It seems like (laughs) like, he has an untouchable Rob. And that untouchable is Jacob. We know that people with untouchables are not snaky. Yeah. So happy that uh, Sequester kept the untouchables alive. Yeah. Uh, I heard that and I was just like, (laughs) what? Yeah, um, I'm still gonna have a snake emoji after his Twitter name. I hope so. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting snakes in the chat right now, uh, <laughs> supporting Marcella. Uh, that is his reputation. And in my interview with him, he was he was one of the people who, more than anyone, was like, "I'm gonna betray people. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be a snake. That's me. Like that's my reputation. People are gonna expect it from me." That's just who I am. Um, I haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah. Okay. But we hear a sound effect. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) All right. We'll be ready. All right. Um, And so we also had. um, uh, Oh, Josh. Josh was in this group. Um, And Josh was interesting to watch in this episode. Uh, it seems like he was really struggling in some areas. Um, but even even so, like even as a potential first boot here, um, I don't think he like completely crashed and burned. It felt like he was really like playing hard, struggling to survive. Um, but right away, Josh is going to go looking for LOSs. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to be very good for him. Yeah, he pulls the uh, fish back uh, yeah. in uh, Survivor Second Chance of like, hey, we're, I'm on sequester. Let me go look for the LOS all over the place. Uh, kind of gets busted on that. He owns it. Yeah, he does. And that's the thing about Josh. Like every time something bad happens, he's just like, yeah, OK, uh, <laughs> that happened. All right. Moving on. 
And uh, man, it's 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 especially bad because we soon learn that uh, LOSs are not being hidden in the, in the house this season. Uh, so yeah. LOSs were uh, the equivalent of hidden immunity idols in Survivor. They you can find them randomly. They will protect you from being eliminated in one round when you play them. Um, so he thought to go and find one before anyone else. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they're not even hidden this time around. There's something else in play. And you know what I say? Good. Because you know what's really boring to watch on TV? People search for stuff. Yeah. Uh, that this, this week could tell you from podcasting reality TV. So I don't know what the new plan is, but I'm on board with the, you know, uh, watch people rummaging through the drawers of a, of a home. Uh, that w- let's, let's get that out of here. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so right away, uh, Josh gets in some trouble, uh, and that's going to catch up with him later in the episode. But first, we have our final group coming in yes. to the house. This one has uh, Katie in it. Um, Katie, who another big star of the episode, I think, in terms of just like uh, screen real estate. I think a lot of people were expecting that of her as well. I think a lot of people have high expectations from Katie. Uh, she has made a name for herself in the mini community, Rob. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm here for it. Yes. Like Katie. Um, and, you know, maybe she, maybe part of that was uh, wearing sweatshirts uh, um, that talk about uh you know sizes of things um and uh and other such uh you know articles of clothing yeah i spent a lot of time thinking about that on the uh watching the episode yeah yeah (laughs) just like the font sizes i'm like Mm -hmm. what does that mean Mm -hmm. like i really was really thinking about that and it's like uh uh, like isn't tiny is so big uh, but it's like do you want are people like supposed to get like close like what does that say it's like an eye test but it's like wait I don't get it mm-hmm. I mean it's a statement and that's really uh, that's really I think who Katie is I mean she comes in and she but plays it's a hard statement why aren't all the letters big <laughs> you know Rob unfortunately I did not it's like a, it's like the first part is a whisper yeah and the last part is a statement big letters was it was so I I did not analyze this as much as you did unfortunately so I I can't remember Hold the on, size what, of what's, the fonts. what's the chat saying are they are they uh, yeah are they liking this or no <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of deleted messages oh, let's get out of this because <laughs> they're typing out the word mm, yeah okay uh, so maybe they're going for the merch you know it's not a bad idea yeah just saying. Um, but, uh, but Katie, she's a very aggressive player. She really, uh, she really guns for it. She's going to say later in the episode, like, Hey, if you say my name, you are dead to me. Like I'm coming for you. I will kill you. Um, Katie, uh, is, uh, she's going for the, uh, the lions and hyenas strategy. She wants, uh, she wants all the targets in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so she's here to, she's here to play hard. Like, I think that's the kind of stuff of like that not having the sequester mini background info. It's like somebody comes in and says like, Hey, I'm a big threat. Like, okay, sure. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I mean, there were some people who said I'm a big threat and I had no idea who they were. And I was like, Mm -hmm. are you? Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you say you are, sometimes it really is just a self-fulfilling prophecy. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, was the theme sort of like, we're all big threats. I mean, that was the theme of the six person alliance that formed. Mm hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, but not everyone can be big threats. Mm-hmm. It can yeah. only be a certain amount. It's a finite thing. There's only so much of the threat pie that's available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so Katie has this relationship with Spencer. It's it, at first, as we talked about, it seemed like, oh, they might not trust each other. But then it seems like mm, they like they're tight. It seems. They're actually best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually on each other's untouchable. So untouchable. Uh, he, he would uh, he would give at least five Captain America speeches to save Katie in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that we also like uh, that's that Spencer has theme music too now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Spencer? Fine. I mean, other than he is frenemies with Katie, like I, I really don't know too much about Spencer. Well, he also he gives speeches that are very he dramatic speeches, right? Yeah. <laughs> he gives speeches and, uh, you know, doesn't want to let Katie down. Mm hmm. Um, so we also had, um, Billy here. Um, Billy was, uh, was very fun. I thought, uh, we, we very quickly hear from Billy that she, she's all about, uh, energy. Yes. Vibes. Yes. Um, keeping it 100. Yes. And uh, if you can, if you can look her in the eye and not waver, then you're a good liar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I like that Billy had like a little bit of a different approach than a lot of the other people in the house where I think that, you know, there's so many people that are like, okay, uh, strategy, strategy, strategy. Billy is like, no, I'm just, I'm going off my gut. Which I actually think is, is very valid. Like I think it's, it's very, it's an underrated thing to be able to really sort of like get a sense of like, do I vibe with this person? It's often something that I think people just kind of, uh, they they do it naturally, um, but uh, but to be able to sort of really recognize that like hey I vibe with this person really well um, that's going to be valuable for you I think in the game uh, more so than like hey you know we talked strategy and and it worked out um, like you really you do need to vibe with people um, although I don't know about you Rob I, I I'm not I'm not on board with the eye contact thing i'm fine with the eye contact i'm just that i just feel like that billy is gonna take one look at me and like i do not vibe with this guy (laughs) that this guy i don't know if i vibe with anybody i think i'm just like uh i I don't think i can vibe rob is the anti-vibe i'm not i'm not anti-vibe i'm not against that i just feel like that people are gonna look at me and say i have i get no vibe from this person (laughs) they get him out what i'm saying they send out a vibe it it reaches you Mm-hmm. I, I'm imagining a vibe as like a waveform, right? Yeah. Uh, they're sending out a vibe. It reaches you and it just, it just crumbles. Do I vibe Taryn? I can't, I can't say that I've seen you vibe very often. No, no, no. So <laughs> I'd like to vibe. Yeah. It'd be great, but I can't do it. You should practice your vibing. I think I'll try, I'll try, but I don't think you can practice it. I think you have vibe or you don't. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I think if I had vibe, I could pull off the denim. That's true. That's probably true. No I feel denim, like, no vibe. Yeah. So uh Rob would have would have failed this test uh here with uh with with Billy. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh I think Billy well I, I would have talked to Billy, but I think I probably would have got exiled though. I can tell you, Rob, you you can do eye contact. Yeah. So maybe you'll be like half there. 
halfway there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll look at people, but I feel like, no. I feel like eye contact is not a good indicator of like honesty or genuine now. intent. It's, uh, I feel like I've read somewhere that like uh, like people that give like a lot of eye contact, like they could be even more of a they're liar. Overcompensating because yeah. yeah, either they're overcompensating or they're like they're watching you closely to see if you're buying their lie, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, are they buying this? Are they, oh, they're not buying this. I need to change my tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Billy was fun. Yes. Yes. Very fun. Um, we, um, <clears throat> we also have, uh, as we had Spencer, um, Oh, one thing about Billy that I did not care for. I think her shirt said slime. I am that anti slime. So that if that's going to be, if that's going to kill my vibe, then so be it. Anti slime. Yeah. You don't like slime, Taryn. Come on. I mean, I would not want to be in contact with slime. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is the big selling point of slime. Is it? I mean, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, honestly, I'm kind of, I don't even really like seeing other people slime. Yeah, yeah. Get on board, Taryn. Come on. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm with you here. Um, (laughs) So uh, we talked about Marcelo a a little bit uh, here, Um, and so uh, that is that. It is that. Is that all the cast? Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh, you didn't talk about Jay West. Jay West, of course, of course. Jay Jay West should be on every sequester season. Yes, Um, I agree. I mean, look. Worst I, only, case, I only recap sequester episodes when Jay West is on. Yeah. Worst case scenario, um, he he's out first. Best case scenario, he wins. Right? Yeah. And either way, you're getting great material. Yeah. Keep bringing Jay West back, sequester. Just every every season. What do you have to lose? <laughs> Just have him keep coming back. It's compelling. Um. Yeah, Jay Jay West can be like the uh, the Allen um, from QI. Just like he's just always always there. Just the permanent co-host of Sequester. Just mm-hmm. consistently he's not a co-host. No, he's a contestant. A part of the cast. Season. Yeah, you, you can call him a co-host. He's just he's he's the he's the production plant every season. Of he's the Johnny Bananas mm-hmm. of Sequester. Yeah. Here, sequester. Let me give you a free one. Okay, sequester. Season five. Guy walks in with the creepy mask, takes it off. It's Jay West. He's in the game. <laughs> surprise. Rob, I think you just ruined the surprise of that <laughs> choice. I think twist. it was already planned. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, but uh, Jay West comes in. He's a vet. Um, and so, uh, yes, they, they talk about, uh, he's, he's like, oh no, I'm just, I'm just trying to play with you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but that's, you know, again, it's a, that's a target. So he's played before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although it did not seem like that that was any part of his downfall. No, no, I wouldn't say so. No. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, so that's our cast. Yeah. That's our cast with Jay West rounding it out. Um, uh, I'm sure we'll talk plenty about Jay West over the course of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Rob, this is a good cast. Um, I feel like, like I, I couldn't even tell you 
like uh like who where's the weak link here uh maybe there will be one in the future but as of right now it Probably really somebody, it, it yeah. really feels like uh this is a very solid cast yeah so far so good yeah um with uh with people who are willing to play hard be entertaining the, the mm-hmm. drama's there uh, i feel like uh, i feel like all the pieces are in place for a good sequester season for a good anything season rob mm-hmm. <laughs> sure not All right, so season. Yeah. We get to the first round here, the first twist. How sequester works is that every week, every round, there's a new twist yes. to solve. And that's kind of like the genius element of it, right? Yeah, and also I think that's something and and correct me if I'm wrong if I'm not totally remembering the first episode of last season correctly, but I felt like that the first episode of last season there was like 25 minutes, 30 minutes of people just making alliances before the first game even started. That was like Wait, I don't even understand what's happening here. What are the, what are these alliances for? Yeah, it was. I I, I remember the first episode of the last season, um, in the sense that I don't remember a lot of the details of. The first yeah, episode I don't know who this. any of you people are. Uh, that great, you have a million alliances. I can't remember any of them, and I have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not feeling that way this time. Exactly. Yes, uh, I feel like we we got to know a couple people. We got to know the relationships, the basics that form here we have jacob at the center of this love triangle with marcello and muna um to to bring the big brother back into it um then like branching out from that you had katie who wanted to work with them big target stick together katie's got spencer spencer's kind of involved in that as well it seems um Jay West wants to bring together this six person thing, which includes Brent as well as yes. uh, the other four um, that I just mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, then we then uh, I, I guess on the outside of that, <clears throat> we have uh, like Muno, it seemed like was talking to Shireen, uh, Rachel and who else was there? Boy, um, <laughs> some other people, uh, Billy. Billy, yes. Um, and so uh, it seems like uh, it, it, the basics of this really is that it seems like yeah. Jacob and Muna are at the center of everything. At the center of everything. Also, um, I don't know if I ever want Jacob Jones to come to my house. I feel like that there's like a, a lot of uh, surface shaming. Uh, I feel like that I will not have any appliances uh, shined to his specifications. He's going to look inside my oven. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It's a disaster. Just close the oven. Pretend you never saw any of this. Jacob. Uh, would you would you want Muna to come, though? Because she she'd be like, hey, Obama could live here. Like, she's very complimentary. Yes. Um, well, she was complimentary of that specific house. I don't think she's walking into my house and being like, you know what? I think uh, Barack and Michelle might like it here. I, I don't know. Like, uh, what would be like? Uh, she could walk in and be like, "Hey, like uh, Tony Vlachos could live here." <laughs> Tony, well, I don't know. Tony has a nice house. I'm not sure. Like, maybe like uh, we could sort of like uh, like keep like getting lower and lower <laughs> to the point that we could find somebody who uh, could live at my house. You know what? Rob Sesternino could live here. Yeah. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah, I think like, we just keep, just keep like, uh, like, oh, like, uh, like, see, uh, like, um, 
Johnny Mac could live in this house. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Johnny Mac yeah. makes a lot of dentist money. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going lower. <laughs> yeah, what about uh, what about Austin? Yeah. <laughs> Judas could live at this house. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, Rob, Rob, as somebody that doesn't vibe, uh, yeah. do you how, like do you bake friendships? Is that how you bake friendships? Yeah. Do you say? Yeah, uh, I don't think I ba- I'm making up a some friendships. Yeah, yes. You want me to use a, an appliance? I mean, that's what he was looking in the oven for. Mm-hmm. To cook up a friendship. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I brew up a friendship. How about the, <laughs> can I use the coffee brew maker? It. Yeah, I was picturing a cauldron. A cauldron, brew a cauldron. Sure. <laughs> Eye of Newt. Yeah. Put some of that in there. <laughs> Hair of Brent. <laughs> Yeah. Um so so that's that's the structure. Uh Jacob has has uh baked up some friendships. Um and uh, it seems like he is really at the head of this uh this structure here. Um and uh, and nobody seems to want to to do much about it either. Um not too many people at least. Maybe uh maybe Jay West, but uh, we'll see how that goes. What can you do? Everybody talks to each other. I think you you can't do anything. Well, Sequester is a game unlike Big Brother where you will have plenty of opportunity to break stuff like this up if you take the shot. So we'll see how long this lasts. But this Mm -hmm. brings us into the first real big twist, big format of uh, the first round here, which is the um, the uh, safety and exile uh, twist. There might have been a more specific name for it, but that's what I'm calling it. Um, Mm -hmm. And the basics here are. Somebody is going to be randomly drawn to have safety. And then they are going to have to choose one person um, from the rest of the cast to put into exile. Uh, And then the person who's put into exile will choose one person to be safe and it will continue down that chain. One after another. Yeah, I did not think they did a great job explaining uh, how this was going to work because they said what this was. And I'm like, I am so lost right now. (laughs) And then uh, that I, you know, once it it got self-explanatory, like once it was going, but that I I know they had graphics and stuff, but I did did not take. Well, again, it's I think it's very it's very genius in that way. Right. Where Mm -hmm. like you'd watch the genius and they'd explain the game. It's I mean, it it often plays out this way. Right. Like it's hard to explain how a game works without seeing it happen. But once you see it, I think you start to quickly understand like, okay, this is what's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. And now now I get it. Right. Yeah, like I was confused between the safety people, the exile people. I'm like, do you want? Do you want? Wait, do you want safety or do you want to be exiled? I don't, I don't really understand. Like, if I'm exiled, am I am I excluded from the vote? But uh, eventually, it all came together. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like about this twist, especially as an initial one, is that uh, it it works on a couple different levels because um, because it goes one by one. We yeah. get some time with every member of the cast. Uh, each one of them has a decision to make, except for yes. the last couple of people, which I think is part of why Rachel and Natalie are the two people we heard from the least is because they didn't have a decision to make in this first round. Yeah, I also would say that maybe that that was mentioned up top that I did not realize that there were also going to be two people that would not be picked for either and would be automatically put into the exile group. 
Mm-hmm. I, that I, kind of blindsided me at the end. Also. Yeah, it was it was mentioned at the top, but um, I think you know it's one of those things like uh, you blink and you you miss it with the explanations. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so so number one reason why it worked, you get to know every person individually. Uh, yeah. Two. Because it goes individually, it's very, I thought, very easy to follow, right? Um, you, you have one person, they have to choose to put someone in exile. Then that person chooses one person for safety. And I felt like you were able to follow the narrative of why this person chose this person, why the next person chose that person all the way through. And uh, I, I did not, I was not confused. I was, I was not like ever like, oh, why, wait, why did this happen? I thought it was a very fun challenge and didn't involve like obstacle course or anything like that. They could all play out in the house. It was all strategy based, but there was also like a social element to it. So I thought they did a really good job with the safety chain. Yes. And I think number three reason why it was a good first twist is that um, you might have these initial alliances, but this twist actually encourages you to screw over your allies. So it's not great for bonding big groups together at the start of a game. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. the second you enter exile, you are now incentivized to try and pull your allies into exile. And you want your allies in exile and you don't want your enemies uh, uh, to be uh, to be in exile because that, that leaves you in trouble. Like, for instance, Marcelo is chosen to be the safe person. He immediately puts Josh into exile because Josh has been on the outs. It's a very easy pick, which again is like, why is Marcelo the snake when he's the one doing like the easy move here? The dirty work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the second Josh is in exile, my first thought was, okay, Josh has bonded with a couple of people who might be on his side. You'd think automatically, okay, he's going to give safety to one of those people. Like, good for those people having gotten, you know, had had gotten this bond with Josh. Now Josh is going to give them safety, but Josh is actually not incentivized to give safety to the people he bonded with, because if he gives them safety, they can't vote because the only people that vote are the people in exile. So if somebody is safe, they can't vote to keep you in the game. So Mm -hmm. he actually shouldn't give it to anybody that he gets along with and he should give it to an enemy. Yeah, uh, that uh, it seems like he tries to pull the uh, Big Brother Canada three Godfrey move and uh, try to call out his big target that he wants to go after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, which you know uh, doesn't exactly work, but um, you got to try. Yeah. Uh, so. Not only that, but um, we also see that as this goes down the line. So uh, so Marcelo picks Josh you know okay it's not an mm-hmm. all-star move as josh says but it's a move i think it's it's the right call i mean you, you gotta make the easy pick there it's very very simple no blood marcello gets away clean yeah uh can i say something about marcello of like uh the, and josh called him out for this but it, that he sort of like uh like sort of half-assed it the first time where uh like josh yeah. like asked like uh what are you what are you doing i'm like uh, he's like, he's like, well, you know, uh, I'm probably uh, definitely going to pick you. I'm like, is this the pick? Is the pick in? Uh, and that's what Josh like, said. It wasn't official yet. Josh was <laughs> like, Josh are you like, doing this? Yeah. Are we doing this? He's like, uh, like, well, not, not yet. Not yet. Uh, I'm not locked in. Not locked. I didn't, I didn't say final answer yet. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, and then he finally does the official one, and, and Josh is just kind of like, "All right." Um, mm-hmm. And I liked uh, I like Brent looking over. Uh, good attitude. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brent. Yeah. By the way, I, I thought every every moment Brent was on the screen, I was uh, tickled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I loved. I loved it all. He did not give you diddly. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. But more on him to come. <laughs> yes. Um, so Josh is going to give it uh, safety to one of the people that he had bonded with earlier. The person that he had good vibes with and gave eye contact to. Um, Billy is going to receive safety from josh um and i i don't feel like this was the right call again here uh that uh, josh uh needed enemies to be safe and and people that might keep him to be uh with him in exile um but you know having to make an early pick like this it's also like out of for all i know like nobody was gonna keep josh and it doesn't really matter anyway you might as well shore up some relationships do you have one person in particular you feel like that he should have tried to save um, I think somebody that he was sure was just like anti him. I think at the time he felt like Katie was the most anti him, but Katie was also probably the most viable other target. Um, so he doesn't actually want Katie to be safe. He probably wants to um, pick somebody that is like solidly with Katie. Somebody like Spencer, for instance, um, mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, uh, give safety to Spencer um who is you know always going to be a locked in vote for katie uh, against josh and now um you know now spencer's probably going to throw in somebody that uh, he's not close with so somebody outside the power structure so now uh josh has a potentially another number in and then hopefully you know like randomly toward the end one person from this big group of people that all know each other like lands in exile and all the outsiders are like uh, looking at them with with hungry eyes right like that would be the Mm -hmm. ideal scenario does it make sense to try to get people in there that are going to stink at the competitions potentially? Yes. However, um, you don't know what the competition is going to be. Yes. Audrey had, typically does a pretty good job of introducing enough variety in the challenges that uh, you shouldn't be able to really be able to like lock in like, hey, this person's definitively really good um, just because they're athletic or whatever. Um, you know, as we saw, this was just like a puzzle with blocks um, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of movement involved. Um, I think anybody could have competed in this and potentially won it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still, you know, things like hand-eye coordination, um, a small amount of athleticism. Uh, are you good at puzzles thinking on your feet? Like, yeah, uh, like- you know, Cool under pressure. I yeah. Think might be like trying to find like who's, who's somebody that I think could crack under the pressure of being in the death match. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. But it's hard to know that before you've seen anybody compete. Right. So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough, but, uh, but that's, you know, that's definitely something to consider. I think, um, you know, who, who might you want to, uh, to try and get in there uh, so that you like, Hey, like, Hey, again, give it somebody like Spencer, who's one of the more athletic looking people on the cast, um, like give it to him, give safety to him. Now he's not going to be, you know, somebody that I have to compete against right. in a battle match in the exile uh, portion. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, so there you go. Uh, Josh decides to give it to Billy. Like I said, I, I think, you know, in an ideal world, maybe could have gone another way. But uh, I don't think it's one of those like obvious choices that like, oh, what are you what were you what were you thinking? Um, because, you know, uh, again, it's playing very hard from the start. You're giving safety to an enemy and you're not giving safety to your allies. It doesn't make you look very reliable in the long term. So, uh, you know, there are pros and cons either way. But uh, Billy now has the safety and she's just going to give exile to whoever doesn't talk to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no yeah, vibes can be the- had if, if yes. you don't talk that she's looking for people to come and, uh, you know, establish something. And the person that doesn't is going to, uh, go up and, uh, be in exile. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, we hear from Jay West that, uh, you know, I want to be in exile. Uh, I I'm, I'm into it. Like, uh, put me in exile, uh, and I'll come back and they'll be scared of me. Yeah. Yeah, the shades of Ozzy on South Pacific. Uh, is this a good plan? No, there's no. no upside to being in exile whatsoever. But that's why you have to keep bringing Jay West back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's just going to go for it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got the passion. He just wants to. He's like uh, he's like Ian on Big Brother 14 when he was like, "Give me the dog costume. Like I want to experience it all. Throw me in exile. They get to do more." Yeah, I mean, in in a way, like uh, that he felt confident that he would not get the votes. And I think he also felt confident that, well, nobody's going to pick to compete against me in the death match. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know if he should have been confident. About that. I, well, he obviously shouldn't. He loses the death match. Uh, but I think that he probably was thinking nobody in their right mind and maybe nobody in, in their right mind would pick him to go up against in the death match so okay so you're feeling like this is an aussie move i was thinking i had a theory what if this was more of a tyson move what if he thought people in exile might get some peanut butter (laughs) there were snacks yeah i'm always interested in knowing more about the uh like the craft service like what did people eat because uh, taryn i know you're somebody you take your nutrition very seriously Mm. and and you're like me you don't talk a lot about food uh but (laughs) like i feel like that uh i see like a lot like rice krispie treats feel Mm. like it's uh like uh i don't know if it's like a balanced diet that you get on sequester yeah i'm guessing like lots of pizza and yeah uh, like quick the quick stuff uh so you know i don't know maybe maybe uh you know that uh, jay west was off his game i mean look if uh if i if i get the if i get an invite to play sequester my number one priority will you have continental breakfast (laughs) yogurt (laughs) yeah but the creepy sequester guy will bring it to you on a tray Uh, no thank you here's what please here's what i want i want a bell that i can anytime i ring the bell sequester bot brings me yogurt (laughs) yeah i mean that should be a reward on sequester like actually we're gonna you're gonna get your own like uh you don't have to eat just the pizza everybody else is eating you're gonna get your own entree (laughs) that's great way to get voted out (laughs) yeah but it's a reward yeah in private okay okay um so uh unfortunately there's no peanut butter to be had uh and uh and jay west is going to be sent into exile uh and the explanation that billy says she says look 
If you didn't talk to me, then I got no reason to not throw you in, essentially. Uh, so, Jay West, uh, you didn't talk to me. Um, and, and Jay West was like, uh, like, just just own it. Just just say it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, what, what, what more should... I don't know. I don't know about you, Rob. I, can you tell me, what more should Billy have said here? Um... Yeah, I don't know uh, much more. I feel like <laughs> I was like, it's I very straightforward. You wanted to go to exile. It's just like, uh, look, you didn't talk to me, so I'm throwing you in exile. I feel like that was exactly yeah. what he was asking for, right? Yeah, um, because he uh, wants to split up, uh, or, or I guess we're going to find out more about what he wants to do after he's announced as the exile person. But yeah, he did also get the dodo music a little bit during this segment, mm-hmm. which you know. When, when you want to go to exile, it's going to it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Jay West is now in charge of choosing somebody to be safe. Um, yes. And right away, he's going to talk to Spencer and say, hey, Spencer, I'm going to choose you. Um, but I want you to put Katie into exile. And this has been another sort of running storyline uh, on the side is that uh, Josh has been talking to some people. And those people kind of don't want Josh to go anymore. And they would really prefer to see Katie go. And it seems like Shireen is actually at the forefront of this. Yeah. She like she liked that plan. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of, I said this last night um, that I, I feel like Shireen, uh, Katie for Shireen is somebody that she would be a big fan of like watching. Cause like, Oh yeah, go Katie. But like personality wise, I don't know if they click fully. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see. Uh, ultimately, I mean, uh, Katie is going to be more vocal about you know not going after a uh, woman uh, to start off this game, and that uh, the women uh, need to stick together. But Shireen uh, didn't exactly see it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, she I and mean, she's just like uh, like for whatever reason, like I'm just like uh, we haven't made that connection and so uh, we're gonna see shireen pushing for katie that uh that is gonna get out there and Mm -hmm. uh and jay west is on board um despite the six person thing um he he's like okay i want to see katie in exile so spencer you should put katie in exile but uh there's plenty more time to talk in this round Uh, Jay West also that correct me if I'm wrong. He's also the first person to observe the uh, denim alliance with uh, Jacob and uh, Muna, right? Correct. Uh, he yes. also is worried about Jacob, which I genuinely will say good on him. They should be worried about the denim alliance. Yes, because the, the, the matching denim, like they didn't coordinate that, right? <laughs> I loved this from Jacob. Not only did it, not only was it funny that he talked about uh, denim, but I loved that he actually was like, hey, I considered genuinely changing my clothes because I didn't want this to be a thing. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to lose the look. So <laughs> didn't want to lose the look because you probably don't have a lot of clothes with you, right? Yeah. Well, see, my question to Jacob would be, couldn't you just save the look for another day. I think it would be more conspicuous to change your outfit. I think it almost calls more attention to it. Like, yeah, were you wearing something like you changed? Well, like, um, I I don't know if they took pictures or anything that day or anything like that. Like, I wonder if it calls more attention to it. Like it's um, like, uh, Oh, that's ridiculous that we, you think we're together because we wear the same (laughs) material. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess if people saw him in it, 
already and it's too late i agree yeah um but if he if he just like spotted muna uh in the outfit and then he was like oh i still have to change into my real outfit for the Mm day uh and was like i can't lose the look though just just choose it for another day but to swap Jay West and everybody that's going to be on sequester season five that call your friends and FaceTime, go through all of the outfits that you have and make sure you don't bring the same outfit. Or they could coordinate every outfit and just always dress the same because genuinely Uniform. again, I, I don't actually think it's that bad for Jacob and Muna to be associated with each other. I think at the moment, um, it's it's helping because people are worried. They they see that they know that Jacob knows Muna. They know that they're together and that Jacob knows some other people. People I think are worried to even say Jacob's name to to, to target Jacob or Muna in any way because they have numbers. Um, and that intimidation factor I think is very helpful in the early game of uh, something like this. Now in the future is when they need to start worrying about it. But for Jacob, I think that Muna is probably a bigger target than him. And so being associated with Muna is, is not terrible. I think overall mm-hmm. for him. Okay. So wear all the denim you want. Bring your denim, <laughs> pack your denim for sequester season five. Um, Muna though is going to quickly hear that, uh, that Jay West is, is, is saying her name. And, yeah. uh, Muna is not one uh, to to sit back and just let that happen. So Muna is going to go no. and confront Jay West. Hey, I heard you saying my name. Yeah. And Jay West is tr- trying to make something out of this. Uh, Muna not really having it. Yes. Unless, unless you give me safety. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll I, consider I mean, it. We could we, maybe we could work together. Give me the safety. Oh. Muna wants safety. <laughs> I really like Jay West's response to being called out because with Muna, the response is, "What? Who told you that?" It's like, no, no, no. I, I heard this. I know this is true. It's like, just t- tell me, tell me names. Like, where, where did you hear this? Which normally you would expect, like, oh, where did you hear this? Because it's not true. But he was like, I mean, yeah, I said it. Uh, but I don't need to have meant it. Like, I don't need to <laughs> still say it. Uh, so Muna's like, oh, look, here's the deal. If you want to prove to me that you are not coming for me, then, uh, then give me safety. I, I appreciated that she was like going for it. Right. I right. don't think the logic of what she presented no. was, was great, <laughs> but should he have done it? I don't think so. No, because if somebody says, I know you were coming for me. So in order to prove that you're not give me safety, like they're never going to trust me no matter what Mm -hmm. I do. I think. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's just like, Oh, now I really need her gone. (laughs) Mm hmm. Um, but, uh, Hey, uh, I'm not Jay West. So, Taryn, do you think that was this an overplay by uh, Muna to try and even if you're saying that then it, once somebody asks you for safety, the right move is to not give it to them and then also make sure that they go out. Well, is that wrong for her to c- confront him? They ask for safety, then it's fine. If they if they demand safety, then yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, if, if I was in Jay West's position in that scenario and Muna came to me and she's like, I heard you were saying my name I'm like crap. She found out already. Um, mm-hmm. 
and uh, and she was like, give me safety to prove that you're not coming for me. I would be like, there's zero chance that that's happening. And now I know Moon is an enemy and I'm whoever I give it to. I'm switching. I now want Muna in exile a thousand percent. Um, so. That's what I would have done. But. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're trying to find somebody now that will send Muna to go and compete with me. Even mm-hmm. though she'll probably be a vote for you in exile. Um, yeah, well, that's true. That's because he's in exile, right? So that's mm-hmm. what makes the twist so interesting, right? Is that maybe you, uh, maybe you don't want Moon in exile. Maybe you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's tough. It's tricky. I would want, I wouldn't, at the very least, I would know that Muna is an enemy um, and I would not give her safety. Um, although, you know, I don't know. Give me a little more time to think about it. Maybe I would give her safety because I don't want her in there as a vote against me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe I think I would probably just give her whatever she was asking for. <laughs> She's very convincing. I'd be after her the next round, though, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But this didn't seem to be too bad for Muna because, and I think part of this is because like other people came in and, and backed it up, right? Um, like Jay West was not going to give Muna safety. But he was down to like change it up and appease this group of people that came in to sort of back Muna up and be like, hey, you need to be on board. Um, and mm-hmm. so this kind of like weirdly falls onto uh, Shireen. Uh, OK, Shireen, you are going to get the safety. You need to be the one to put Katie up. Yeah. And Shireen, uh, she's excited about this, uh, that she's sort of like uh, going back and forth. But she feels like that, you know, putting Katie up is going to make her feel like it's game on. Mm hmm. Um, ready to go. Yeah. And she or she right away. I think this is I think the right way to do this is just straight up. Sorry, Katie, but Jay West told me I'm supposed to put you up. I can't I can't break my word, like especially like uh, like. I, I promised I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a person, my word. So uh, unfortunately I have to do it. Um, yeah. I mean, it's pretty reasonable. I think. Yeah. That, you know, Shireen had a whole explanation about it. I don't think Katie said one word. <laughs> I mean, she had a lot of words to say afterward. Yeah. Uh, like she just uh, sat there. Well, she, she was just like, Hey, Hey, can we, can we talk privately then? Like, can you not do this? Mm-hmm. Um, what I really like. So Katie pulls Shireen aside and she's like, so can you not put me into exile? And I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm seeing what is Katie made of? Can she convince Shireen to not put her into exile? Um, and like two seconds into this conversation, <laughs> Jacob Jones just kind of slides in mm-hmm. behind them, just like monitoring the chat. <laughs> um, and at one point, Shireen even turns around like, oh, yeah. And they laugh about it. Inspecting it like it was a stainless steel appliance. <laughs> yeah. Check it. Just checking it out. Just making sure everything's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure it's okay. But uh, this is not going to work. Shireen is going to put uh, Katie into exile with just the, the longest, most unnecessary speech. Very long speech, yeah. <laughs> I was like... I was just like, oh, Shireen, stop, please. <laughs> yeah, I think you want to keep these short, right? Yeah, just like, uh, like, like to the person you're about to screw over, look, hey, don't give up. You are not mm-hmm. as effed as you might think you are, but I really want you to do well here. And so don't give up. Fight mm-hmm. for this. 
And it's just like, if, if, if I'm Katie right then, I'm just like, stop, stop, mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> it's like, who are we kidding? You're coming back. Yeah, I mean, this is not a death sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was very funny, though. Mm-hmm. So, Katie is now in exile, and she is, she knows now, okay, I need allies in um in exile with me because as as of right yeah. now you've got josh uh you've got jay west um like uh, i i don't feel like i have uh like the need my people the numbers here to survive if, if more of the like outside people are going to get put into exile and i could be in some deep trouble here mm-hmm. yeah so she's got to start talking to the six yes and her First thought for who do I want in there with me is Brent Walgamont. <laughs> yes. Okay. Let's let's talk this through because this is an interesting sequence for Brent. Mm-hmm. Yes. So she is going to start talking about how she needs allies in exile. Yes. Um, and Brent correctly identifies like, uh, yeah, that's a great strategy for you. Uh, <laughs> not for yeah. me yeah and you know who I care about Brent Walgamont <laughs> Brent effing Walgamont yeah um, which I thought was great uh, correct read on that situation you do not mm-hmm. want to be in exile um, what, I, what I found was not the right call was that he goes to Spencer with this right um, and he yes. starts saying like she's gonna she wants us in there like no not us. I mean, I'll go in there and promise her whatever, but like, no way. Um, and, and Spencer is just kind of like, Ooh, no, I don't like this. Yeah. I, I thought that like overall, like, I think that Brent, like I totally like understand uh, where Brent is coming from on this. I mean, and that is, and that is Brent. Like he tells you, he tells you what he's thinking, but I felt like that uh, often throughout this entire saga, like I think that Brent didn't do a good enough job of, hiding what he is feeling because I felt like that uh, every conversation was like about me, me, me about, well, I don't want to do this. This isn't good for me uh, where I felt like that there was uh, not a lot of talk about what was in it for the other person. It was just a lot of like, well, I don't want this. This isn't what I want. This isn't good for me. I don't want to be in danger. Uh, But I felt like that he didn't make uh, too many compelling arguments that were about, you know, why this would be good for anybody else to do what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think he, I think he had a little too much faith in the other people that he was with, specifically Spencer, that like that Spencer would be on the same page um, mm-hmm. when it didn't it didn't appear that that he really was. Yeah, his um, best friend Katie, yeah, was in danger. So um, his enemy slash best friend, <laughs> and he he did. I think I mean the problem. I think one of the problems Brent had here is that the the best argument that he had for himself was you can't trust me yes. why would you want yes. me there yes <laughs> which is true she couldn't trust him to vote with her but that's mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to sell to somebody that you're trying to get to do you a favor mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like i'm way too self-interested to be involved with this plan <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> Which again is part of why this twist is so interesting because it's sort of like it's so counterintuitive at times that like you have to your like your 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 ideal scenario here is to sell to somebody that you are not reliable. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a good point. Um, so. Uh, Katie doesn't care though. Katie feels like uh, Brent. Brent is coming down with me, and, and I, to me, I felt like yeah, to me, I think the, the reason Katie picks Brent is is because she doesn't trust him as much as other people. She feels like he's a number, but he's the most expendable number uh, that mm-hmm. she has, and she's, she's willing to pull him in. She, he has probably the least amount of pull to retaliate. Um, so, I mean, that appears yeah. to be the sort of actual reasoning here you know i also think that no matter what i think he's going to be an easy target because of who he is and you know his reputation coming in so she's like oh great this is another you Mm -hmm. know soft target to have in there with me so yeah that people might be coming in here but once they see they've got uh you know a a juicy shot at brent here uh they could go after him you know maybe he's a number for me so that was you know a good person for her to have in there yeah um, so she ends up giving the safety to Brendan, um, instead of Spencer, which was a little weird, I guess, like keeping <laughs> Rob, uh, did you say that? Was that a clip? <laughs> yes. You mentioned Brendan. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. I'll have to do it again. <laughs> Um, so uh what was by the way earlier in the episode when spencer and katie are talking and they just look over what is brendan doing do you remember the scene (laughs) i have to go back and show me a clip he's just like (laughs) i don't i don't even I, i i can't even describe what he's doing because i don't know what it is is he vibing maybe that's it Mm Hmm. pretending to be spider man i'm seeing in the chat yeah. Maybe that's the way to describe it. Um, but uh, but Brendan is going to get safety, not Spencer. I imagine she's kind of hoping that Spencer ends up in exile as well and that Brendan is kind of the person to build a bridge with a little bit, um, give the safety to, uh, and then he can ensure that uh, her pick Brent goes in and that Spencer is still eligible. So um, so Brendan gets the safety. Uh, the hair hair goes up. Uh, it's time to, it's time to screw Brent over as the Tyler mm-hmm. surrogate. Yep. <laughs> now I was not happy. This was interesting to me because Brent immediately talks to, to Brendan and Brendan is like, look, Katie wanted you. Um, and Brent, unlike Katie actually seems to be making some decent progress here with Brendan. Yeah. Um, he is like, no, please. Like anybody, like, Sp- why not Spencer? Why not? Like, and, and like naming other people is always a risky proposition, but, um, but he's actually making some progress. He's like, just look like Spencer will be a vote for Katie more so than me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Katie can't be mad that you put a, uh, an alternative version of the vote for her. Right. So like, it seems like he, Brendan is is breaking a little bit here, and that he's like, okay, okay, well, if we did this, Doesn't which is a bad guy, that's always what you're like trying to hear, right? In these situations where you know you're trying to break through this wall, like once you hear like, okay, well, if we did this, what, like, who would it be? <clears throat> you need to find someone, and it's like, oh, oh, this is this. That's what you want to hear, um, and so I, I, I was thinking like, oh. He's going to go grab Spencer and he like Brent can out 
Please, Spencer. Spencer is uh, way too. It can be like a dog with a bone. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out again. Okay. Exactly. I know, you, I know you said no to this 864 times. Here, I, let me let me try one more time. <laughs> yeah. You put Brent next to Spencer and you say, okay, who will not give up in this spot <laughs> yes, and just never. refuse to be the person? Uh, Brent is always going to be. And I, I could absolutely see a scenario where Spencer's like, I mean, I guess. And he'd be pissed off, but like Brent would be safe, right? Right, right. Um, but Brent is going to go and sort of take the L after he's made some progress. He's going to go to Muna and put in his plan for, okay, if I am chosen, then this is what I want to have happen. And I like the thought process here. I like, yeah. you know, if it is a lost cause, this is a good way to ensure that you get an ally in there and that it's done secretively and you make this bond with Muna. All that's great. But the whole time I'm just like, uh, like stay there. Yeah. This was my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, when then, cause then, uh, then, okay, so he works this out with Moon. Okay. Don't tell anybody. And then, uh, when she goes back, I'm like, Oh, is she going to go tell everybody? No, she goes to Brendan and then talks about how like, yeah, okay, Brent's already convinced that you're going to do it. You might as well do it. She's to locks up her safety. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the main problems here. Not only not being there with Spencer to argue yes. his case and, and ensure that this flips, but he is giving incentive to Muna to ensure that he ends up in exile because mm -hmm. uh, it means that he's going to give her safety. So, of course, she goes in. I thought the way that she the way that Muna handled this whole thing was was perfect because she hears from Brent. She secretly goes to Spencer. All she does, she doesn't say, like, you should do this. All she does is say, oh, he's already talking like he he's in, um, mm -hmm. yeah. which you see it in Brendan too. He's like, oh, well, in that case, okay, fine. It's Brendan. She didn't break her word. <clears throat> she just uh, basically like he incentivized her to uh, make sure that he was going to be the one who was going to go into exile. And, you know, she sort of like uh, put the nail in that coffin. But at the same time, like she did not backstab him in like any sort of like detectable way mm -hmm. because that he says, like, if I find out like that's it, you know, this is, you're, you know, you're dead to me basically. Uh, and she didn't do that, but she still got the safety. Uh, I thought that that was an incredible uh, moment in the whole episode. Yes. So, uh, Brendan is going to send Brent into exile. Um, and, uh, and that means that, uh, Brent has to give safety to somebody. Of course, this is going to be Muna. Uh, Brent plays this off like, uh, like, Hey, I'm just doing this for, uh, uh what did he say? <laughs> like, um, he said, he said, uh, well, obviously this sucks for me. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to do something benevolent, benevolent was but the word. Something yes. Just completely out of the goodness of my heart. There's nothing in it for me, anybody. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to give it like, uh, I thought that was too much. Uh, once, once he's saying that, like, there's nothing in this for me in case anybody's wondering, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, if if I was sitting there and I heard Brent say, I'm going to do something a little benevolent, um, <laughs> I I would have been like, you liar. What is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing more than that. Just I really like this person. Yeah. <laughs> so he gives it to Muna. 
Muna stays true to her word. But another thing that she does that I really like here um, is that she is going to quickly tell Jacob. Um, in fact, I think I think what happened was even before she got the safety, um, she like while Brent was still deliberating, she went to uh, she went to. Or was it? I don't know, remember now. Either way, ahead of time, she gives Jacob the heads up. Like, hey, either I'm getting safety and I'm giving yeah. it, I'm putting uh, uh, she Spencer was like one in exile. Ahead. Yeah, right. exactly. She says, go to Spencer, convince him to get you safety. This is this is straight from like uh, you know the safety chain st- style of gameplay in a sequester mini. Uh, is is this is done all the time, right? Where um, you try to find the person who you you see where the chain is going and you try to find the person at the end of that chain to get them to give you the thing and being able to have foreknowledge that the other person who's at the end of that chain doesn't even have um, mm-hmm. is very, very valuable. And so Jacob, of course, immediately just goes over. He does exactly what he needs to do with Spencer. Um, he talks, hey, if you get if you get put in, uh, you give me safety. If I get put in, I'll give you safety. Um, and just like that, like the game is, is short up here. Yeah. Uh, and it really helped that uh, apparently Spencer had wanted to get back on good terms with Jacob for uh, somebody uh, or it well, comes back to Brent again, that Brent, yes. was Brent had told Spencer, Jacob said that uh, you were sketchy. So this was a chance to bury the hatchet with Jacob. So that all worked out. Yes. Um, I, which I thought was interesting. The fact that, that Brent is like, trying to plant some seeds against Jacob. That's what I want to hear seeds, because again, baby. you can't just let, you know, the person who is at the center of everything stay there for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting that Brent is, is seemingly trying to do something about it there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Muna puts Spencer into exile. She again, uh, keeps her word to Brent does not say that it comes from Brent. Um, and this is, this is good for Brent. Now Spencer has heard from multiple people now that Brent was wanting him into exile uh, as a replacement for him at the very least. Um, So it wouldn't surprise me if Spencer was like, I wonder if Brent had something to do with this, but no confirmation from Muna. No. Oh, Brent only gave me safety. If he would put, uh, if I would put you in something like that. Uh, I think that's good because it, you know, the obvious point is that it keeps Spencer from being too angry at you. Um, But then second, I like how he, he, and he Brent says this, he's sort of like building a bridge with Muna a little bit, right? Um, he is giving her safety and he's also kind of like bonding them together via this secret that she's doing for him. Like uh, it's, it's a favor that she's doing for him. Um, when you do somebody a favor, you f- tend to feel better about them because you kind of feel like I did something for them. Like they must be worth, they must be worthy of me doing something for them. They also now owe me, which makes me feel better about them in in the sense of like wanting to keep them around because I can call that favor in potentially. Um, so overall pretty good. Although we hear from Muna in the confessional that it, she was like, I got lucky. I just got lucky that I happened to be there talking to Brent. It didn't seem like she felt like Brent chose her. Hmm. Do you think that's worse for their prospects of that? Would she have felt better about it if she felt like that Brent chose her as opposed to that she got lucky? I think I think it feels better if it's like, oh, Brent really wanted to work with me. He trusted me with this. The fact that she was like, I just happened to be there, happened to talk to him at the right time makes it feel like, oh, he would have made this deal with anyone. Um, I just happened to be there. Um, So it's it's not quite as as uh, bonding, I think. 
but mm-hmm. uh, but it's still it's still something good. Now the problem is that obviously she could kind of hold this secret over Brent. But what I I, I don't think it really matters. Like I, if Muna yeah. comes out next round and says, "Hey Spencer, guess what? Brent really made me put you into exile." It's like I mean, okay. Nobody cares from round to round. Yeah, like uh, like that's not going to impact his decision making in a future round uh, unless it benefits him. And is he really going to be all that? He already knew Brent was trying to get him into exile and he already uh, like he helped facilitate Brent going into exile himself. Like uh, it's it's I think it's hard to really get upset with small moves like that. But but overall, I, I like the move. I just think Brent initiated it way too quickly. I could see that. Yeah. Um, so Spencer now in exile. He has to choose between the remaining three players, Natalie, Rachel, and uh, Jacob, which one is going to be safe. And this is when he gives his big speech to them. Yes. Um, you know, I just remembered why the Brendan music uh, burned such a hole in my brain, Taryn. Okay. Because I because I because I know Spencer has a music cue also. It's the Ryan's Toy Review theme song. Any parent knows that song. Really? Yes. I that I know I know Josh has a kid that any parent that you know this Ryan's Toy that little effer. <laughs> Ryan every parent knows that song. <laughs> Do you know it or is it just like Burned it's on in. loop in every video where he's playing with toys. Yeah. <laughs> so what what are we implying here about Brendan? Um, that he's wacky like Ryan. Is that is that what the music is? Ryan's a wacky guy. Yeah, that and that's the like the wacky music cue. It's it's a YouTube uh music cue. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. That was that was it. But uh, I I can't play Spencer's music cue. For Captain America. Yeah. Uh, is, does this mean that every time you see Brendan on an episode, you're just going to internally just like cringe? Yeah, just like, it's no. not a good association. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. He just... made Brent not safe and he has Ryan's toy review uh, theme song. I'm just, I'm right. I'm, I'm already imagining it at uh... Ryan Toys Review. It's not even like a <laughs> grammatically correct name. I'm just picturing Brendan makes the final two of sequester season four. Uh, Rob tweets out. I, he looks, I like he's just boring. It's all right. He's just boring. I don't like his music. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. people are all over you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think, I didn't think he's boring that uh, yeah. Brent said that. Not me. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how long that opinion lasts. Yeah. Okay. So, Spencer gives this speech. I, I was very confused about uh, about this whole thing from Spencer, where um, he gives the speech about oh, we need to stick together. It's uh, it's all about like you know us sticking together, going into uh, to exile. We need to work together, uh, fight for for us. We're going to stand up. We're not going to let ourselves be beaten down. Um, and Rachel's just like, dude, did, have you have you chosen already, or, or like who, who are you going to pick here? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's like. Well, uh, let me just finish my speech. I think uh, it just I just feel like we need to say she's like, just dude, just if you've already decided, just just pick the person, please. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I haven't I haven't decided. No, I'm not. I, I'm still it's still up in the air. Uh, I mean, I I did say to Jacob that I would give him safety. So 
I mean, I'm probably going to do that, but I mean, yeah, I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Dude, it was the worst of all worlds there uh, to, to like put people on edge, uh, show to Jacob like, nah, I'm not going to stick to my word. No, I am going to stick to my word. Like uh, just again, just be upfront. Yeah. Right away. Say, look, I'm sorry. Jacob and my Jacob and I made an agreement prior to this round that if any of us were put in exile, we'd save each other. So, uh, unfortunately I have to stick to my word. Like saying I have to stick to my word is like one of the most foolproof arguments you can give in a game like this. Yeah. Or you can just walk up, say a name, drop the mic. Uh, (laughs) that, that will work also fine. Yeah. Um, so of course he gives another speech, uh, when he gives it to Jacob. Um, and with that, Rachel and Natalie are sent off to exile and it's time for the voting. Yes. Uh, by the way, uh, Rachel, uh, she, she follows the sequester motto, which is trust us, trust no one. Is it, can I ask a question about this, Taryn? Can we, can we just stop down for one second to talk about this? So is it, Hey, trust us, trust no one, or is it trust us? Trust no one. Us. Only only trust us. Or is it both? Trust us, trust no one else. Yeah. Or is it trust us that you shouldn't trust anyone? Yeah. Believe me, you don't want to trust anybody. It's like it's it's like the statement, I am lying right now. Like Mm -hmm. this sentence is a lie. Like Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's one of those one of those. What do you think it is? I think I think it's uh, it's it's trust us to not trust anyone. Okay, believe me, don't trust anybody. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. Hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like if, it, if that's the case, I feel like it needs a comma. <laughs> it's true. Hmm. I mean, even if it's the other way, I feel like it needs a period. Uh, yeah, I think they need a punctuation in there. I just feel like saying trust us, like you shouldn't trust them, right? Mm-hmm. But then saying after after saying trust us when you shouldn't trust them, saying trust no one, like that's actual yeah. genuine good advice. So maybe yeah. you should trust them. Looking at the chat, Liv says, I think it's two sentences. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. Is it I guess it's a, it's definitely two thoughts. The question is, is should there be a period or should there be a comma or or they want you to be confused? Well, I think it's a little more dramatic to like uh trust us. Trust no one. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Okay. I mean, you'd right. never trust them, right? With the masks on. Yeah. Take your take take your mask off. I don't trust. Uh, well, oh, hold on. No, I don't. I want to come off as anti mask. Uh, I don't trust any anybody that I can't see their eyes. Mm, yeah. Eyes are the window to the soul. Uh, yeah. That uh, eye contact. Ask Billy. Yeah. Sequesterbot would come up to Rob and be like, uh, "Trust, trust me." <laughs> yeah, like, if I can't see, no, your I trust no one. I don't, I don't want to mess with you. I'm not going to vibe with you. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, with that solved, because uh, we just solved it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Um. We get into the voting round here. Mm-hmm. Um. And right away. Uh, Katie has some things to say to Jay West. Uh, hey, I heard you made a deal to put me in here. What's up with that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, did, did you do that because you want me out 
Or did you do it because you wanted me in here as a number to help you? And for me, I was like, wow, she just gave him the out. Like all he needs to like, oh yeah, I put you in because I wanted to, you to help me. That's it. I That's why. You. Uh, and he says that he's like, oh, because because uh, you're an ally. And then she's like, okay, well, he's like, no, nah, I'm I'm lying. <laughs> I, I wanted you out. Yeah. <laughs> Jay West, so close. Yeah. Um, Keep bringing this man back, Sequester. <laughs> he's gold. It reminded me of the response to Muna, which was, <laughs> um, uh, which was like, uh, wait, who told who told? I mean. Yeah, yeah, I said it. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, has this sort of like defensive response, and then he, and then he's like, you know what? Nah, I'm, I'm gonna be you honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so they get into that confrontation, and uh, and and Jay West is like, look, now he, now he's willing to do the Muna thing. Like, I'm, I'm willing to vote with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm not against you. Like, uh, I'm down. We'll vote out the kid, the Jacob, uh, J- mm-hmm. Josh. Yes. Um, and so uh, it's not looking good for Josh. Josh, though, he's going to throw a few Hail Marys here. He's going to go to Brent. He's going to say, Brent, are you voting with me? Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, I don't want you to go. But like, who, who's the vote? It's like, I need you to vote Katie. Like, ah, can it be anyone else? Can't do Katie. Pick somebody else. Anybody else. Uh, and he's like, who? He's like, well, I mean, who do you want? Uh, it's Katie. Katie's who I want. I like, uh, well, it's like, look, if you don't do it, I'm gonna drag you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose you for the battle match. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, why me? <laughs> why would you yeah. pick me? Yes, uh, Brent is a great television character. <laughs> yes, because again, like, like Brent is somebody who plays in a very like self interested way. Like he yes. is willing. To throw his vote, if that's what it takes to stay safe, and he's going to do it in a very entertaining way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I he he believes, and I think correctly, this threat is real. Um, and now is like, okay, now I just need to vote Katie, but I gotta hope that I'm not in the majority because I think he's probably assuming here that if he votes Katie and. Katie gets voted out, then Katie would drag him for betraying her. Um, so, uh, so he's hoping that the majority falls on to Josh while he votes for Katie, and then he's going to have to smooth it over with Katie afterward. Karen, yeah. what do you think about the new twist uh, this season? We haven't talked about this, that mm-hmm. the person who gets voted out gets to reveal three votes. I, I think this is, this is great, because it's, it's very, like, uh, puts people on the spot um and it, it gives you the the chance to keep your vote hidden if you are like not on the radar you can kind of like do whatever you want with your vote potentially but if you get called out now it's exposed um so it's a bit of a gamble do you like that the people are revealing their own votes or should that come from sequester in some form because i would like to know what is the punishment of that if a person ends up lying about that is it like they would they have just like stopped down production and, and yelled at you like what would it like like the uh, abby like, maria jeff probes nope nope i've Voted, uh, I voted for uh, Katie. I actually, believe it or not, I thought about this because I thought, okay, what happens if 
you say the wrong thing. Okay. You know, somebody would probably just come in and be like, no, that's not true. And so then I thought like, okay, what if, what if you played off of that? What if Mm -hmm. you pretended to topaz it? What if you were like, Hey, Oh my God. Oh, I voted the right. I voted the wrong way. Uh, Josh, I, I voted, uh, I voted Katie out. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, yeah, no, he did not. Would... Josh, he voted for you. What are you talking about? Oh, my about? God. I voted oh, for I'm Katie. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, you guys are wrong. Check the tapes. I voted yeah. Katie out. Like, no, 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 we have it here. You wrote Josh. Uh, like, whoa, whoa. That is, Josh, I don't know what happened, Josh. I swear to you, I voted Katie. Here's how you sell it. You say, like, no, 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 no. I voted for Josh. Dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one hundred and forty percent dead ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then look, if you need to throw that hell mary, you got it right. Um, and now, uh, even if even if even if they're like, I don't believe they yeah. they voted me, but there's a little bit of doubt, right? Jay West, do this in season five, okay? <laughs> Do this episode one, season five, and not one the year other from thing. now. I want to be seeing this. Um, so, uh, so Josh is voted out. We see the vote count at the end, which is great. Um, five to two vote, and yep. he's going to call out Brent, Jay West, and Katie. Now, yep. Jay West promised Josh his vote. He said to Josh that he would be with him to vote out Katie. And Josh was like, hey, look, if I've got Jay West, maybe Brent throws his vote. Maybe, uh, you know, Natalie throws a vote. Maybe this other person throws a vote. If all those things happen, I might have a chance. And I'm like, that's a lot of ifs. Uh, it's not a lot to ride on, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does not work out. But he wants to see, okay, Jay West, did he do what he said he would? Uh, Brent, I threatened you. So you'd better have, you know, done it. Because he says... I have to drag Brent. If Brent didn't do what I said, I have to drag him because if he stays in the game, he needs people to know that his threats have weight. Um, And I think this is absolutely correct. Uh, He threatened one person and he has to follow through with that threat once he makes it, because if he doesn't, the threat will never work in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, he wants Brent and he wants Katie. Uh, who did Katie vote for? I'm assuming because he plans on dragging Katie, assuming everything else is okay. Um, Jay West says, yeah, I voted for you. <laughs> uh, and hey, if you want to pull me in, you know, it's fine, but I, I voted for you. Um, <laughs> Brent was at his like most butt kissing, uh, <laughs> like, uh, like look so... I mean, the I what I did is that uh, you you're a good kid, um, and you convinced me. I re, I didn't want you to go, so I I, I did what you wanted me to. So uh, please don't drag me. Um, and um, could could we come to go back to the, speaking of uh, Josh and Brent? And this comes because he talks about like uh, like hey, I know you've been watching me for a long time. Um, that. In the beginning of the episode, when uh, Josh meets Brent and he said he told Brent that, I've, you know, I've been watching you for five years. 
Brent, was Brent insulted that he's actually been on the podcast for six years? <laughs> See, this is the kind of stuff if you've been podcasting for six years, Taryn. <laughs> yeah, you know, only if only it was six <laughs> instead of five. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh. So he wants to. He then uh, Katie. She voted for him. Um, and this was the most like reasonable explanation too. Like it was, look, it was you or me. Um, and, uh, we then, uh, we, we see that Josh wants Katie in the, oh, sorry. It's death match, death battle, battle match, battle death match. match. Yeah. Yeah. Battle match. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing multiple different options in the chat now. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, trust us, trust no one. Exactly. Okay? Uh, Brent says battle match. That's what I thought. We'll go with that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so six he, year veteran Josh chooses Katie and that surprised me because I was expecting him to choose Jay West. Yeah. Went after Katie uh, and Katie uh, calls him out a little bit uh, for this. Yes, she. And this is this is another sort of new thing to this season of sequester uh, that she is chosen to compete, but she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, why is it me? Uh, like, I don't, I don't agree with this. Um, I am not the only person uh, to, uh, to have said your name. Like you, th- you think it was just me. It was not just me. Uh, and, and then, uh, and then Jay West uh, has some things to say as well. <laughs> he did he did uh there was a lot of bad words uh in this part and i was watching this while i was eating uh with my and my kids were nearby so i was a little bit like trying to like uh like lower the volume during this part because there was a lot of bad words happening all at all at once but it's he seemed worked up uh and katie seemed worked up but do you think that that when Katie called Josh, uh, basically called him out for making a weak move. Do you think that that helped him? Like, yeah, like I don't want to, to be making a weak move. I don't want to be seen as somebody who's like uh, picking on Katie here. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, I, I think that if I'm trying to get into Josh's head, I, I think there was a lot of like, uh, like Josh has a lot of like, uh, he projects a lot of confidence, right? Like he's very just like, Hey, I'm threatening you. Like you'd better do this. Um, and I think that what Josh wanted coming out of this episode, out of this round is okay. I'm at, I'm at the bottom. I'm on the outs. I need to impress people enough. I need to like make enough of an impression. Like don't mess with me. Like, I I want to have that rebound. And so, you know, I think when Jay West is just like, uh, hey, hey, pull me in, you know, I, I'll, I'll go head to head with you. Um, he's just like, all right, if that's if that's the most impressive thing, if you want to call me out, if you want to come for me, then I'm going to go for you. And I think that's why he was going for Katie initially, because she was the one who was coming for him. But when when Jay West is calling him out in front of everyone, then it's like, OK, then I'll go this direction. Hopefully that will scare people off of me a little bit. Yeah. Do you feel like that Jay West knew he was eligible to be picked at the point <laughs> that he was talking trash? Um, I don't think he did. I don't think he thought that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt like that um, that he was under the impression of like, all right, well, now I can get a, a free uh, trash talk in here. Uh, I didn't know he's allowed to change the pick. Yeah. 
Um, I would have fought that if I, if I was Jay West. Like, no, 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 no. Uh, he, he said, I, I think was locked. I think I would have been like, uh, oh, no, I was kidding. I was just kidding about that. <laughs> I, was, uh, I totally, <laughs> you know what? Thinking about it, you're a really good kid. And I really like you've convinced you've swayed me. And yeah. actually, Audrey, can I change my vote? Actually, I just was thinking. <laughs> like, I, I did not mean that. That yeah. was I, I totally I thought that I was talking to I was talking to a different Josh. Not you. Dead ass. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Brent says everyone knew that the picks weren't locked in. Okay. So there you go. Well, at what point did they lock in? Uh, I, when, uh, when, when they yell cut, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Jay West should wait until the picks are locked in next season to start <laughs> trash talking. Yes. Or, you know, you could also like, you could also wait until the end of the season, right? That's true. Um, all right. So Jay West gets pulled in. And the battle match starts. It's a puzzle, block puzzle, and it really did seem like Jay West might might have this one. At the, yeah, at the it seemed like that he was off to a fast start. Yeah, uh, but uh, it seemed like he he hit a roadblock, and then uh, we're gonna see Josh pick up the pace and win the first battle match. Josh still in the game. Yeah. Yeah, like the, Josh was trying to have some side convos uh, with uh, Jay West, uh, but Jay West was not having it. I, I wonder, was this psychological warfare on the part of Josh? It really was like Jay, like Jay West was like uh, trash talking Josh and Josh was. And the, the funny thing about this is that they have extremely different trash talking styles. Yeah. Like uh Jay West is very like uh like uh, screw you direct. Yeah, like uh you suck. Um and, and Josh was very much like uh like I don't even know, like uh just random yeah, sentences. Yeah, he was like being like annoying of like yeah. I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. Uh hey, what's your favorite what's your favorite sandwich? <laughs> uh I believe that Jay West's answer was the my favorite sandwich is you are a P word sandwich, I think was his answer. Yeah, Chat, exactly. Let me know if I have that right. Yeah. Which, for the record, I don't even think that that's an actual sandwich. Um, yeah. Maybe it would I like, be... the, like a fancy deli, like they have, like that's named after somebody. Um, it's not. It's not. It's not particularly something that I think works in a sandwich. Mm. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you get that at some point. I think that was what that's what Josh said. Yeah. All right. Uh I mean, look, when well, I I'm waiting for the season of sequester that is sequester um <laughs> redemption barn redemption and Delhi. it's and yeah. it's uh Josh versus Jay West. Mhm. That's the, that's the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was that was exciting. But uh yeah, can't believe it Jay West's uh, out early again. You know, it's uh it happened again. Um and you know, I like I felt for him. Like we got this uh this confession I and, and I will say the way that this ending is put together 
is just so far uh, ad- like advanced, like so much better than the previous season where we get the de- the battle match. We then like hear from Jay West uh, going yeah. to credits like we get the vote count like it was great. That's the format. You you're making a reality. Don't don't try to stretch it out to be 97 episodes. You that you're a reality show. At the end of the hour, somebody gets eliminated. That's it. Don't overthink this. Um and and like Jay West just has so much passion for uh for for like playing. Um like uh, I just I want to see more. Bring him back again. It's never stop. Never, never stop bringing him back. Oh boy! Well, it was great. I loved it. It was great. Jay West is is out. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he's gone forever. There could be some sort of uh, battle back. Yeah, is there a buyback? That is that uh, some like I, they, I feel like they were talking about that, or everybody's going to be on the jury. Yes, I believe everybody is a member of the jury, and uh, I, I don't know if it's confirmed, but there's usually a battle back in Sequester. So, um, okay, you could probably expect one, but I, I, I do not know for sure. Yeah. So, I uh, look. Sorry, Brent, yes, but uh, I don't know if it's Jay West versus Brent in a in a battle back. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Yeah. How do you think Brent is in uh, competitions? I don't know. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm sure there are some things that are going to suit him, but uh, I, I've never seen him do a puzzle or anything really other than stand and talk. So, mm hmm. Yeah. Are the competitions f- more physical like on uh sequester at any point? Like I, I feel like uh, in my mind I can uh, I see them running around, but I don't know necessarily if that's the case. I mean, some of them have been physical. Some of them are like stack cards. Uh, some of them are like do the, do a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of them are like, uh, I don't know, take five steps. I, I like uh... take five steps. Yeah, and like a maze of things. <laughs> yes. Uh, could uh, Brent beat Mike Bloom or Puya in a 40 yard dash? Ooh. Uh, I still, I see, I feel like, uh, I feel like Bloom has got both of them. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, He's got the I'm, legs. I'm very excited to see how this plays out. <laughs> yes. Uh, are we going to, are we going to get Brent in on this? Uh, this podcast right now. I would like, I would like to get a race put together. Oh, oh, you want to get Brendan on the race? Yes, yes, sure, sure. Um, I mean, I feel like that. Is he there the same day as Puya and uh, Mike Bloom? I want, I want uh, everyone to fly out to a track, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I want to see this happen. Yes. Okay. this this just in. I heard uh, Muna says that uh, Jacob Jones would beat Puya in the race. Should, that Jacob Jones should win. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, my I think he probably could. He's he tends, seems very, he seems very fast. Tends also. to win things. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how aerodynamic denim is though. That's true. I don't know. Denim is not the best running outfit. I think. Yeah. Karen, do you know what what is the plan now for sequesters? Is we one one show a week? One show a week. Sunday nights. 
Um, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see, I believe, you know, somebody be eliminated every week and, uh, we'll keep going. And you're going to be back here every week with another guest. Correct. Uh, I'm also streaming on Twitch during the episodes, uh, reacting live. Um, so you can, uh, yes, uh, check, check it out there as well. And then do you know, are they breaking over the holidays? Um, go straight through. I don't know. Uh, Christmas is what? Like on a Friday? I believe so. Yeah. So. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Do we know how many episodes is the season? I don't know. Uh, I would assume, you know, 13 players, potentially a buyback, uh, 12, 11 or 12 episodes ish. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, well, this was a lot of fun. Very fun. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining me, Rob. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear the rest of the coverage all season long. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you are uh, like when when Brent loses? You're you're that guaranteed. He's wow. win. <laughs> when it happens, mm-hmm. <laughs> are, are you are okay, you well, coming we, back? Actually, can we go? But can we go back and and just talk about like what did you think of Brent's approach here coming in? Everybody knows he's Brent mm-hmm. coming in. Did you did you like how he came in? I mean, the close talking wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I, I think it's the right call to try and get involved with like the big threats. You know, they probably yeah. feel like he's a target in front of them. Uh, in reality, I don't know that he is. Um, I don't know if like a lot of people really feel like they need to go after Brent if he's in that group or yeah. grouped in with them. At least it seems like nobody was really targeting him. He's just expendable so, to them. Okay. So, uh, the Brent was in the sequester game that, that I played and, mm-hmm. and my thought process on Brent was look, I'm, I'm not going after Brent that, uh, that I, I need somebody out in front that I, I need somebody who's going to be taking those bullets and, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go after him and that he betrayed me from the jump and then was trying to get, get uh, people to go after me the whole time. So, uh, that was, that I think it's a mistake to think you can hide behind him. Oh yeah. So, so I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, we saw that he was trash talking Jacob. Right. So like, I feel like to think like, I I thought you could weaponize him and sort of like, okay, well this would be great. I'd keep him in the game. Uh, but you know, I, I, in hindsight, I realized that that was a mistake. I I just wonder if she should have come in and try to be like, look, um, I'm I'm not the same guy that you've seen on, uh, on, on the show. Could he have like tried to like lower his profile at all? Yeah, and and you know I, I talked to him a little bit before the game, and like Tony Tony Vlachos, uh season forty at a little bit. Yeah, and that was that was kind of one of the things I told him. Like uh, like you do have like a softer side to you. I would try to like expose as much of that as you can. Um, I think like at the end of the day, you you kind of have to be you in these games. Um, you can't really pretend to be somebody else entirely uh, because it just won't work you don't have enough experience not being you uh mm-hmm. unless you're an undercover detective uh and so um you know at the end of the day if brent's not brent it's probably just not going to work but if he can sort of like play into as much of the yeah. not <laughs> mr twitter fingers side of things <laughs> yeah so uh yeah because i that would have been interesting but uh we'll see so the season is is young mm-hmm uh well we will see we will see it's uh i'm i'm very excited i'm I'm excited Uh, i can't wait for the next episode yeah okay yeah we have to wait a whole week yeah all right so that's what we have for you today however i did earlier today 
talk with Jay West in what? a little exit interview. Yes. Yes. Um, so once we wrap here, I'm going to play the interview. Uh, it will be on the video uh, as well as the audio version. It'll just be part of this stream. We'll play it uh, here at the end. Um, and uh, and you guys will see my little conversation with Jay West about uh, about this first episode and uh, and what his thoughts were. Will you have that every week or do you just have an in with Jay West? Uh, every, every week and until uh, until I have an anti in with someone, I think mm, you've offended someone. Yeah. OK, uh, so that happens sometimes. And people some people don't realize this in podcasting, but sometimes uh, that we do the podcast and then people uh, listen and are offended by what we say. It happens. It's happened. Yeah. I mean, luckily, Brent isn't on this podcast and the chances of it happening are significantly lower yes you're saying the chances are lower that brent's being on the season than on the podcast exactly but on the other hand brent is on the season and not on the podcast so maybe he will be upset with what we say i'm I'm amazed that we don't have text messages (laughs) are you sure have you checked your phone i i looked at one point i didn't see any yeah uh no i'm i'm good okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so far uh i mean look uh in reality i mean i think uh, i think brent is probably one of the least likely people to uh to get uh offended by uh by criticism although i do expect lots of explanations explanations yes yes, yes. like uh, uh, a rebuttal <laughs> he's on twitter i'm seeing in the chat <laughs> maybe there's already a rebuttal on twitter, twitter fingers um, yeah, i haven't checked my mentions <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's what we have for you then uh, today. Um, Great, great first episode. Looking forward to future uh, episodes and recaps. I will have a whole uh, host of of guests uh, joining me across the season. So look forward to that. And uh, Rob, what else do you uh, have going on? Oh, we got a lot of stuff going on on RobHisWebsite.com. I've been uh, very busy of late. Uh, I had a lot of stuff at the end of uh, last week, just in case anybody missed it. I had a really fun podcast with uh, Christian Hubicki that we called Ask Dr. Hubicki. We uh, solicited about 200 questions from the Rob is a Podcast listeners and said, hey, what what questions would you want Christian Hubicki to try to answer? We discussed time travel. We uh, discussed uh, his favorite Star Trek The Next Generation episode uh, things that Jeff Probst told him while he was hanging up on the perch on Survivor uh, and much more that's up on robhasawebsite.com plus uh, we have our Amazing Race coverage ongoing Uh, we had our Amazing Race feedback show over the weekend and then of course we'll be back with another episode of The Amazing Race on Wednesday night and then uh, we're going to have more talking with T-Bird as well this week we're going to catch up with Survivor Guatemala's Cindy Hall. Oh boy. Yeah. And she was a delight to talk to. Uh, recorded that interview uh, this afternoon. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Guatemala's a great season. Yeah. No, Cindy Hall was a really good podcast <laughs> guest. Spoiler alert. There you go. 
um of course you can find me on Dead twitter ass. at armstrong taren you can find me on twitch twitch.tv slash taren armstrong that's where i stream live alongside the premiere of these episodes on sundays i've also been playing some among us with uh puya and the crew on sundays i also stream tuesdays and thursdays at noon uh, if you want to hang out then um so check me out there uh and uh that's what we got for you so uh stay tuned for just uh just a moment here and we'll We'll get the uh, Jay West interview going. Um, so thank you for joining us. And uh, here's, here's Jay West. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am here with the first person eliminated from Sequester Season 4, Jay West. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm here. I was ready for it for the longest. Uh, so... Ready to talk, explain my craziness to you today. <laughs> All right. I see the shirt you're wearing <laughs> says Humble Pie. <laughs> it's everywhere. I'm living up to my brand, man. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I, I mean, the first thing the first thing I have to know, I think, is uh, wh- why, why did you... When when Josh is there choosing who to bring into the battle match, I thought he was gonna stay in order. I mean, I <laughs> no, he's gonna stay. All right, all right, I got you. You want me to answer that one? So. Yes. All right. So when Josh was in battle back, why did I? What was the question? Well, I, I mean, why why did you taunt him? I guess. So, you know, I was the only one that played live, and mm-hmm. my from playing live last season, I was you know crazy, and I called out people. You seen Jacob Jones and his confessional. He said, I don't want to get called a rat, bitch ass, or whatever, like Jay West. So, you know, um, I was playing for longevity. Um, I came in the house, thought at first I was going to be the biggest target, but once I started seeing everyone, I knew that my target, you know, factor wasn't there, but I'm somebody that I like to play with power. I want to I be controlling the house. Um, that's, that's bad in itself right there, but at the end of the day, like, I didn't get voted out again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. Well, you can't be voted out if you convince people to bring you into a battle match. No, you're right. You're right, 100. Um, percent It's just it. I don't know what to say. Like I, I got all of us. Look, it wasn't me. Uh, if if Brent would have voted with me, mm-hmm. uh, if we all would have voted Katie, and Katie would have just voted Josh, or I would have voted Katie, it's so many different scenarios that would have worked. You know what I mean? Um, but it's just in the moment. It's so fast. It's it's like it's not like Big Brother. It's not like Survivor. And I'm a patient dude, but it's like they know each other. They have relationships. And I came in and they thought they knew me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They assumed that I was crazy. And I can be down to earth and just talk. But as soon as people give me a option, like, hey, Josh is looking for LOSs. What if he found it? Jay West, what about this? Give they asking me so many things. I have answers, but as soon as I say something, they run and go tell somebody. So it's just like it's a double-edged sword being a returning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me more about that vote. So uh, what we saw once the people, uh, the seven people were exiled, um, that we saw Josh was campaigning for votes. He threatens Brent with uh, a drag if he votes that way. So Brent is going to be voting for Katie. He talks to you. He thinks that you're another person that he might be able to have. You tell Josh that you will vote with him, but you're lying. What was the thought process there? So. In all honesty, I like I said, I should have voted for Katie because I was the one that actually asked her. To, well, I didn't ask. I told Shireen to put her in exile. So that was a bigger reason for me to vote for her. But the round of exile round started. 
You see Josh and Brent, they just ran off. They didn't even want to talk. Katie pulled me. Well, she caught me out at the table like a real one. So I just <laughs> at first I was going to lie, but then I owned up to it. I'm like, it's too early to get called out in all these lies. Um, so I just figured, look, I, I did want you here. But since you called me out, I'll, like at this point, if everyone's going to vote for Josh, I'm down. And that was my understanding. And then when I talked to um, Josh, he made it seem like he knew he was getting voted out. Like he did, he already knew. So, and when I talked to him, it was like, he was just picking the the person that he wanted to battle. And and by me being a returnee, I didn't want to, you know, just make six other people mad. Like I didn't want to do what Brent did. I wanted to be on the right side of the votes because I am by myself. Like, you know what I mean? So I, I was like, if everyone's voting Josh, I'm going to be down on that. That was great move from Brent. I'm not mad at that, mm. now, but I feel like that's why I'm here. If, if Or if I would have voted for Katie, Josh would have been happy. Brent would have been happy. But Josh would have still got voted out. You know, he would have got voted out because he would have had three votes. But, you know, like Katie had the numbers. She, she was in the sixth alliance with me. Like, we, it was so many, like, she was tight. She won a mini. It's a whole lot of mini players. It was like so many different things going in my mind. And I play chess. Like, I, I get, you know, being strategic and all this. So it's just... It was a lot going on. And and the fact that I was in exile and I felt like, again, I'm the biggest target in exile because of seven people. And anybody, if they think about it, they can be like, damn, if I'm on the bottom for me to make a big move is get Jay West. So I just try to do the fear thing again. Like, listen, I did this last season. You don't think I you basically you don't think I won't do this shit again. And you saw me bite my words, basically. I'm like, oh, damn, Josh. I'm like, I didn't really want to battle you. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, but but why, why did you tell Josh that you would vote for Katie um, instead of just being straight up? Yeah, well, I was going to vote Katie, but to like his to ease his mind, that was just like to you see how he was talking to um, Josh. I mean, he was talking to Brent. Um, mm-hmm. He just was so like at this point, he already had his mind made up. But he didn't talk to me like that. He didn't say vote with me or I'm gonna drag you. He just basically made it seem like he was okay to get voted out already. So I, I just, that's why I, I, I did tell him I was going to vote him. Um, I was going to vote Katie cause I really was going to vote Katie. Um, but you know, it just, the round went on and more people talk. I talked to Katie. I talked to Spencer. We all talked and I even talked to Brent. We all said we were voting Josh. So I was just like, look, all right, fuck it. Like I'm going to just vote Brent, Josh as well. Like I don't want to make six other people mad. You know, I'm going to own up to it if Josh exposed my vote, but he would expose Brent and he would go and expose Katie and see that we all voted for you. You know what I mean? But it didn't work like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think there was any chance that, that uh, Josh could have got the votes on Katie? I mean, it, you know, given that he had Brent, if he had you, he just needs one more. Um, it seems like we didn't hear a lot from Natalie in the episode, but it seems like she was on the outs and a lot of people were talking about her as though she was somebody that could theoretically vote a certain way. Uh, did, do you think that's possible? Could there have been the votes? Um, it, it was so many different scenarios, to be honest. Like I was talking to, you know, everyone again this morning and just like, you know, this is my first time seeing it just like you guys. And I seen Spencer came into exile with three people, you know, uh, it, it was him and two people. It was him, Rachel and Natalie. And in my head, that's the power right there. And they knew they were coming in together. Every time we went into exile, we were blindfolded. So if they just came up with a name, it would have been way easier. I was playing. I was going to get Spencer safety. So I was willing to work with Spencer in exile. That's why I was down to do whatever. 
I didn't want to battle Josh, to be honest. I knew he was rogue. I was willing to remember I had an interview with you. I said, all I want is a friend. I really wanted to play with one person because I know I can do me. I can survive. But it just I never have nobody because everyone think I'm crazy. I am a little crazy, but it's it's just it's, it's, it's method behind my madness. And it just never, never can get to that next step if I can't win a battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, we, we also heard from you that, uh, that you didn't mind being in exile, um, that, you know, that was, did, did you, did you intentionally, like, and that you hadn't talked to, um, who, who, uh, Billy, uh, who put you in there, uh, did, did you, did, was that true? Like, were you really just like, yeah, put me in exile, I'm, I'm down? See, at first, um, when the round initially started, like, when, Spencer was reading around and everyone was sitting there. I wanted safety initially. I wanted safety in the beginning. But um, when everyone ran to Marcelo, it seemed like all the conversations were forced. You seen how I even talked to Marcelo. It was like, I was like, I, I had to force myself to talk to him. And, you know, we moved in together. You would have thought everything would be dandy with me and him, but we just like, anyway, so me and Marcelo, our conversation felt forced. And the fact that Billy was the next person safe um, I didn't want to force that. I felt like um, me and Billy had a good report the day before. I didn't really want to kiss her ass too much. And the fact that um, everyone's talking, you know, just just for safety or just to be exiled, you know, I, I just didn't want to please, you know, Billy that way. And like I said, I, I told people, certain people that round, like it was like three people that end up getting around. I was willing to go to exile more so because I wanted to show people that I'm willing to play with them this season. Like I'm not just some body just trying to make it to the next round. I want to be a number. I want to be a friend and I'm not afraid to battle. So that's why I said like if Spencer, he was the last person that came to XR. I didn't know that he came to XR with like Rachel and Natalie until I watched the episode last night. And I'm like, oh shit, like he, they, them three knew they were coming. They could have just said, look, let's get Brent. I would have voted for Brent. He trolled us all last season. I would have, but I needed Brent because he wasn't, he wasn't in the um 10 person mini community. I was just trying to play with the outskirts, me, mm-hmm. And rate Brent, you get what I'm saying? Like, so I was, I felt safe in exile. I really did. And that's why I felt like I was coming back for sure. All right. Uh, t- last question here. Tell me about this six person alliance, because uh, we heard about it a little bit in this episode. Uh, but then after it's it, after it was formed, it seemed like you went after Muna, you went after Jacob and you went after Katie, three of the people in the alliance. So what was up with this? Well, I'm not playing for anyone's coordination. <laughs> so like I said, that alliance happened from me, I feel, because it was just a safety blanket. And we didn't know what the first round was going to be. It was just like, hey, we're six big names. Let's play together. You know how it goes in these games. So that's why I was just, I figured, hey, I said, I see them on social media all the time. Uh, they always talking. They're big names in the community. Let's just play together. Fuck it. I'm down. They were down. They were with it. And after that, it was just like the day went on and it felt like the conversations just stayed with the same group of people. And it, I wasn't in those conversations. And it was like people telling certain people certain things. And I, I felt like I didn't have any power. So you know what I want? I want to scare people. If I'm scared and I'm nervous, I'm going to throw names because this is I feel like it's my game. I'm the only one that played the game. So I want people nervous just like me. And yeah, I said, Jacob name. I said, I said, Jacob and Muna are pairs. Were they not pairs? I wasn't lying. I said, they said, if Josh has an LOS, what to do, J West? 
People were coming at me like they didn't know how to play. I said, there's pairs in the house. Who are pairs? Jacob and Muna are pairs. And then they said, they said, if it's too early for Jacob and Muna. So you know what? I, I, I know that everyone's playing with Jacob and Muna. So you know what? I want to get Katie. Why? You moved in with Katie. Katie ain't talked to me. You know what? I'm scaring people. If you don't give Katie exile, I'm coming for you. You're my target. And that's how it came. You know what I mean? I had to play like that because I am a power trick. I like I like to have power and it was going to draw a divide in the game. But I know this game so well that the big players would have had to play with me because I'm a big name. And I wanted to let them know that this is my game. Like I, I they can play these minis and have all these friends and have all these. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know the game so well. And it just hurt. It hurt to go out first, bro. And it's just. <laughs> I don't know, but it's a great season. Like I'm just passionate. You know what I mean? Like, I, dude, I, I mean, this is why you're so much fun to watch, even though we don't get to watch you for very long. Right. right. <laughs> uh, well, I, look, I, you know, I, hopefully, hopefully you're not done in the game. I, I, I know I don't I don't know what's coming up, but uh, hopefully we get to see some more of you in the future. Um, but thank you so much for uh, for joining me here. Anytime, man. All right.